Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Star Wars. The Star Wars the Rise Episode of 9 Skywalker. Trailer. It's so, like, dude. And everything we heard and learned from uh, Star Wars Celebration. That's right. There's a lot of Star Wars news. Um, yeah. As we mentioned last week on the episode, like, last week's episode, we were recording right before all of this news dropped. So yeah. there's video game news. There's movie news. There's the TV news with yep. the streaming service. Lots yep. of stuff to talk about with that. Yep. Um, we're going to be joined by Josh Clifton and Brady Clifton of the Movie Brothers Podcast. Super pumped. For our, our main segment. But first, John. What have you been up to this week? We'll keep um, this brief since we have so much stuff. I have been up to... That, that's good. It's good that it's going to be brief because I haven't been up to a ton. Um, <laughs> I have been playing some Apex Legends. Ah. Been chipping away... Uh, been Assassin's winning a lot more. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, I, I had a couple of wins this week. Um, and uh, I actually had one of the most video gamey wins of all time where I ended up standing on top of a uh, an enemy, the last enemy, and then <laughs> took them out. Like, they didn't know. They were in a corner. And uh, I kind of just dropped down right on top of them, and I was just standing on top of them, and they just wouldn't have known. That's hilarious. And uh, and wiped them out that way. So I felt kind of bad about that. I was like, I I guarantee Man. they have no idea how this happened, and probably reported me for uh, for cheating. Definitely didn't cheat, but it was a fantastic video gaming moment. Only in video games can your enemy be standing directly on your head. And you just don't know. That's amazing. Um, anyway, <laughs> but I've also, this week, uh, I picked up on sale a couple of weeks ago, uh, SteamWorld Dig 1. Mm. I played the SteamWorld Dig 2 on Switch and uh, loved it. It was a fantastic game. And I always like looked at SteamWorld Dig 1 and been you know wondered, oh, okay, what's the difference? Um, and it's it, it was uh, procedurally generated levels. And so I was just like, ah, oh, that doesn't appeal to me as much. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of things that just like were, were turning me off to it. But it was on sale enough to where I was like, oh, it's like three bucks. I'll pick it up. Picked it up. Um, and uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. Like I don't feel the whole procedurally generated thing right now um, yet anyway, where it's just just like it doesn't feel like it's not laid out on purpose um and uh whereas like this feels about like the other one did um but with maybe again it feels like just the first uh version of steamworld dig 2 so a less so what's the point version. of it being procedurally generated then so you it, it's different every single time you play it ah Okay. Um, replayability, but like I, I'm probably not gonna play it again. I'm just, yeah. I, I only played SteamWorld Dig two once, yeah. so like why would I play this again? But right. that was kind of what they were doing, and maybe also so that they didn't, because in in the second one they designed everything to be like be in the right spot. Where like oh this surprises you because of this, and there may be less of that this time around. Where it's like oh it's less planned out surprises. What genre is this? Kind of Metroidvania, um, side scrolling two D platform. Not a roguelike. Um, not a roguelike. No. So I mean, this is the thing. Like I mean. I understand why things like below are procedurally oh, yeah. generated because yeah. you're constantly going back through the same areas and you, like that helps add some variety in. Yeah. Like if you're just saying this is procedurally generated just so that it has a level of replayability, that 
seems like a waste to me. It does. And like I, there is an element of – I'd rather um, have a, a, a specific design. Like right. this was intentionally designed like this. Well, and I do think that that, that's probably why for the sequel they went ahead and designed it. Like did the whole yeah. thing. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. we're like – because specifically you're like, oh, I want to get to that shiny object and mine that. Right. Because it's going to be worth a lot of money. But on the way, yeah. it's going to like, oh, there's a trap that's in the way. And it's like that's – that rather than it being procedurally generated, oh, maybe there's a trap there. Maybe there's not. Like they know what experience the gamer is going to have as they yeah, go through. That's what I'd rather have. Exactly. That's the way like SteamWorld Dig 2 felt. And that's why it's always turned me off on SteamWorld Dig 1 where I'm like, ah, it doesn't, you know, it's not going to be as, as refined. But it, it sure, it doesn't feel quite as refined, but like I'm still having mm. a good time. So fun. It doesn't feel like some uh, procedural generated things feel like they're just random, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, for yeah. lack of a like, better word. It's just like they just feel yeah. not I don't know. They, they don't feel good. Right. Whereas this feels fine. Like it feels like I, there's a good gameplay loop and, and that sort of thing going on there. Um, one of their sequel, like the game that came out in between SteamWorld Dig 1, SteamWorld Dig 2 was a uh, strategy uh, game where a uh, tactical RPG basically. And that had some uh, procedurally generated things because like, oh, if you lost on a level, you'd go back in and it would be a different, slightly different layout mm. with the same general rules where, oh, you got to defuse this bomb and then yeah. do this thing. So anyway, it's uh, that's that's been an interesting experience and I'm having a great time with it. The reason I'm playing through that game is because they're, uh, the next SteamWorld game is coming out a week from Friday, uh-huh. um, and it's called SteamWorld Quest, mm-hmm. and it's a like standard RPG, um, whereas the other one's tactical RPG. These are Metroidvanias, the SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2 are, and uh, so that one's an RPG with like a card card mechanic, um, nice. and so I'm, I'm interested in that one. I'm probably going to pick that one up uh, at the time, but just getting my feet wet into the SteamWorld, um, and it's, it's fun. I'm there enjoying it. That's what awesome. have you been up to this week, Chris? Not a lot. More of the division. Uh, I'm almost uh, about to hit level thirty. Nice. And at that point, that's whenever like the real end game starts happening. I only have Get like that a, gear score. I think I only have like one more main mission, unless more pop up. But one more main mission, and then I have the strongholds. And so um, I'm looking forward to that. And then you know, like making it through all the world tiers, so I can play like the latest DLC drop. And then I don't know. Like I'm just loving the division. It's great. It's just like it's got such a cool path. I I don't feel like bored with it or tired of it or like it's tedious or anything uh, i'm super pumped with all that um i don't want to belabor it because i talk about it every week but right. it's, it's just a really great game can't wait till you get into it i uh i'm excited to dive in because so it's world tier f- like you're on your way now to your next world tier like to start chipping your way through those correct? yeah and you start going through the world tiers and awesome. so like there are some things that unlock uh I think like different things happen at each tier. Yeah. But the the current tier that I need to get up to to do the eight person raid is yeah. World Tier Five. Uh, something we probably won't talk about in the news, but they've delayed the the eight person raid. Um, they delayed that by like a month or something like that. It was supposed to come out on the same day. Yeah. As uh, Avengers Endgame, and so they because <laughs> of they're like, oh, we're still working on it. Like it's going to be delayed by uh, I think a month. So it's in May sometime. Yeah. It'll, Which it'll is happen, fine. So. Like, I mean, uh, like our crew is still getting up. Well, I mean, a lot of them are already at like World Tier Five, but the crew that I'll be playing with, like, looking at their looking at their World Tier Five watches, yeah, you there's, know, there's going, me and a couple other people. I mean, it's it's been really cool. So, like, um, I'll just maybe minor spoiler here. Okay, I mean, you know, you're doing it at the of beginning, course. but like, so right off the bat, one of the things you're tasked with is um, recovering these uh, Shade Tech caches so that you can reactivate the Shade Network nationwide. And that's like the thing that, you know, like it, it links all your watches together mm-hmm. and like lets you contact other division agents. And nice. so like that happens. Allows you to throw shade at other people. 
Exactly. You have to do that, you know, like I think I did it around like 28 or 29, something like that. Nice. But it was just like, it was cool, like hitting that milestone and like, mm-hmm. okay, now that Shade Network's online. Cool. I don't know. It's just like, they just give you cool little things to do and pieces, like puzzle pieces of this world, um, like along the way. I love it. Uh, I also watched the uh, the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Ooh, okay. It was great. Yeah. It's very much a, uh, I mean, they're definitely setting you up for the rest of the episodes. And, like like it happens with with any ep, like series that starts nearing the end, like they're just moving at what feels like an astronomical pace. You know, there were a lot of reunions between characters that you know in the past would have been entire episodes, and like there are a couple of reveals, like things that we already knew as the audience, but the characters didn't necessarily know. That man, like that probably would have spawn, spanned like three episodes in the mm-hmm. past. Um, so like, there's part of me that you know, like dialogue suffers in that sense, hmm. and, and it's for the sake of expediency. And it's just like I don't know, you know, like you want it one way, but then like I don't know that I would want it the other way. Like, because yeah. we're nearing the end, you want things to kind of start ramping up. Otherwise, you're like, why? It's, it's like the Walking Dead syndrome where you're like, oh, why man. is it taking so long? Why like, are we why? still on the farm? Yeah, why are we still here? Why? 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 So. I like I, I'd mm-hmm. rather I'd rather err on this side of things yeah. than the other. Makes sense. Um especially since you you know we've already seen, you know, seven seasons or six seasons worth of you know those kinds of slow interactions. We know these characters now. Right. We don't need to belabor it. Mm-hmm. Let's just like dive into like what is happening. Yeah, I mean, I guess like that kind of long form, you kind of lose a little bit of that with this. But again, like you said, it keeps up the pace, keeps you excited. Yeah. Um, I did notice like uh, uh, within the last week or so, they they added 22 minutes to episode three of the season. Yeah, yeah. Which is wild. So um, I guess if you want to know nothing about Game of Thrones, like <laughs> this season, don't listen to this next part. Okay. Uh, so the director who directed Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards, which were two of the biggest battle sequences on television like mm-hmm. they like these are uh episodes that cost millions of and millions of dollars yeah um and like literally are like movies in and of themselves anyway the guy who directed both of those directed episode three so and this i guess if they added 20 minutes to to it 22 uh, minutes 22 minutes does that make it an hour and 42 minutes it makes now? it 82 minutes long 82 minutes um, okay like it's funny like the ramp up of time here so episode one 54 minutes episode two is 58 minutes yeah episode three jumps now it was going to be about around 58 minutes again but it, was, it jumps up now to 82 minutes yeah and then it, we go back down to 78 minutes and then 80 minutes for the final two so literally episode three is now the longest episode of this entire season yeah oh and, and the entire series yeah by two minutes <laughs> uh, well, yeah um yeah and I, I like that like i like the fact that they're giving us like longer episodes like movie link well they say movie length short disney channel i was about movies. to say it's like a tv movie <laughs> yeah you know with the commercials maybe it is movie length but yeah. uh movie length um episodes here i mean it's really uh, yeah like i'm excited man it's great yeah um they're definitely like setting it up for a lot of things and like it's one of those things where like they do a good job of keeping you guessing. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Like even after this first episode, you're just like, I don't know. Any, I, anything could happen. What's funny is I just imagine, um, uh, what's his name? The right, uh, the writer. Oh, oh, uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. George R. R. Martin, like watching these being like, dude, is that how I want the book to end? Yeah. You know, he's like taking notes. He's like, eh, yeah, I liked that. Nah, not so much on this. Let's move mark out that. <laughs> I just love the idea of you. He's, he's, he's funny, man. Parallel. Like there was an interview with him that came out last week, I think where he was like, he made the comment, um, uh, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the show should end. You know, 
I, I think. And initially, like he wanted them to put this whole show on pause for him to finish, finish the, the book. book. Hmm. And it's like, well, that show would have been on pause now for like uh-huh. four years. Uh-huh. I think it's been six years, actually. Well, I, I it's also, been a long time. It's fascinating now, like t- thinking about like the creative mind. He's not like, even done with it. He's sometimes, oh, of course. But like sometimes you need that, like that fire litter. Or, like I feel like there's no pressure now for him because like people no, are, are able to get all. the end of the story and he can now like sit down and be like okay what is this like let me, yeah. let me take my time with this well that's the problem so, I think you know like I think of like you compare it to something like The Walking Dead because it's like okay this is a big epic story and mm-hmm. the creator is like really involved along mm-hmm. the way but The Walking Dead had the urgency of being a monthly comic right whereas like you can just I think George is all caught up in like while they're doing like all these spinoff shows and mm-hmm. he's involved in that and he's been involved in this show yeah. and like all these other things. And he's just like, he has no incentive to finish this story. And honestly, like less time. Like you think about like how much time yeah. it takes to kind of like to put, put words down for a novel like that totally. to edit it and to like get it, get it where you want it to be. And I mean, if he's consulting on all these things and, and it's doing interviews yeah. like, and, and, it's like, oh, but who has the time? Like, when is he? When is he writing the book? I don't know that we've ever seen something like this that's like started. So the 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 show started as an adaptation of the book, mm-hmm. and at this point, does the book end up an adaptation of the show? Man, we just completely crisscrossed in the middle there. It's just like, what? I, mean, I don't <laughs> think we've seen that. I know, right? No, but like, no. you have like to Harry think, Potter never caught up. The movies never exactly. caught up to the books. You, you know? have to think at some level in George's mind what happens in this show will affect like. And even if it's he does the exact opposite, yeah. will affect the way he ends the the series for sure. I mean, again, because like you get he gets to see it, like he gets to see like it play out. How does he's this actually to, play out? He's got he gets to feel, like feel that emotion. Feel like oh, how do I feel about what, like what I just saw, yeah. like the the ending that I had pitched them, yeah. and then be like, nah, I don't think that's right. And then right. you do something different or tweak it in small ways, even you know, or do the same thing where like I landed exactly how I wanted it to. Yeah. I'm gonna write it exactly that way. I will say like, and I don't know like the, necessarily the history of it, but like, I I do think it's interesting that while I think the the books were popular before the show, just like it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, you know how much uh, how much more popular Lord of the Rings got the further you got away from like the initial release of the books for sure, and just like how like popular. Uh, this world has gotten in, and it's like it's it's as inventive as Lord of the Rings. It's in the same genres, fantasy genre, mm-hmm. and it's like the 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 world he's he has created is is so uh, unique mm-hmm. um, in the way that it operates and the things that are happening. I mean, to the level that like I can't even I can't keep track of it, and like no one can. Like there's so much. There's more lore there on like sometimes than Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I got deep into Lord of the Rings. I used to be, and I say that for like knowing. So maybe from the outside in, Lord of the Rings has just as much or something like that. I mean, it does. There's just so much stuff there. I just, I guess, I understand it at a certain level a little more. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. Like these watching these um, worlds just kind of just explode yeah. and blow up and become part part of popular culture and like you know. I mean, at a certain point. People were watching the first season of Game of Thrones being like, oh, I need to know what happens next. Let me read the book. Mm-hmm. 
And then now we're at the point, like literally where people have been like, I didn't ever watch the show. Cause like I, they, the ways that they diverged from the book, didn't really like it. I liked the books better. And they were like, I guess I got to watch the show. Yeah. Because otherwise I don't know. Yeah. It's otherwise like I'm going to get, I'm, or I'm going to get spoiled. I'm going to get spoiled on this or I'm, I'm never like, I potentially will never know about that. Yeah. You know? So like, it's just strange, you yeah. know, it's, it's a fascinating, crazy, a fascinating thing that has happened. And again, yeah. I, like you said, I don't, don't know that this has ever happened before. I can't think of a time. And I don't know like the specific set of circumstances that had to occur for this to, this sort of crisscrossing of adaptations right. to happen. Like, will it ever happen again? I don't know. I don't know. You gotta Probably have, will. You got to have a giant procrastinator writing books. <laughs> yeah. You know, or just some, you know, some. I think I just, I just think it's funny. I think it's so funny long. that he was like, "Yeah, the show should just go on hiatus till I finish this thing." He's like, "No, George." I also love that now, like you said, like he's like, "Oh, it should just keep going." You know, why not? Oh yeah, he also said that. Should, should why not? Just, yeah, keep going. Well, you just keep going. If you're gonna do this, keep going. <laughs> and then he like made the caveat. Well, we're gonna we're doing all the spinoffs, so I'm okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Bro." <laughs> I think it's it's similar to like whenever you don't want something to end, and so yeah. you save that last little bit of it. Totally, and, and like it's like me with Breath of the Wild, where it's like I've saved the last little bit of Breath of the Wild because I'm like I I just yeah. don't want it to end. That's a valid I, thing. I totally like agree with that, except but, for the fact this is the next to last book. Right. Well, this and isn't if, even the last book. It's, it, that's dangerous <laughs> if you are creating the thing that you don't want to end. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> where right. you're like I don't want to end it because. Right. Then it's over, you know, and so you you just don't write it that way, right. you know. I don't know. It's, it's I, don't, I mean, I wonder if it's one of those, you know, George Lucas always you know, just be like, oh, it just takes so much out of me to create one of these things because yeah. I think on some level he's a perfectionist and oh, like yeah. just like it just stresses him out. Uh, and uh, like I wonder if it's the same kind of thing with him mm-hmm. where he's just like I just I don't know, you know. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, part of episode one yeah. of the season was directed by George Lucas. I saw that. George came on set and directed part of the episode. It's 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 funny, like the uh I was reading an article about it, it was an interview with like the, the directing the showrunners and stuff. And they were like, We heard that like George contacts and was like, Hey, I want to come by, I wanna come I wanna come <laughs> to the first, you know, to see the shooting and to, yeah. to direct or whatever. And we were like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, of course, yes. Like you we you'd say yes, because it's George <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. But um, but they were like, we just didn't know at first, like, what did George Lucas want, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's that interesting, like, crossover there where um, George, like, the, the showrunners of Game of Thrones are now um, set up to do some Star Wars movies in yeah. the future. And we'll yeah. probably talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I also find that, that that's kind of a cool, yeah. cool moment of, like, totally. George Lucas loves what they're doing. And then they're going to end up, like, playing in the playground that he created. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's... That's a, just a really fun thing. Totally. Yeah. It's great. It's so cool. I also think it's it's interesting, you know, when you think of the parallels between, like, Star Wars and uh, and fantasy kind of stuff. You know, yeah. like, you have the, the Jedi Knights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it's very... It's. It, it, I think he pulled a lot of things, ideas for Star Wars from fantasy. Well, you think about also, like like retaining that sci-fi. Edge. Jedi are you know the the Jedi Knights, but like Jedi are essentially just space wizards, right? You know, and it's like yeah, okay, totally. let's just do this. You know, and 100%. there's lots of weird creatures, and so it's like oh, that's yeah, dragons and things. Like that. Anyway, it's it, yeah, the parallels are are awesome and interesting. Yeah. Lots of world traveling when in a lot of fantasy has like oh, you go from this place to this place to yeah. this place. And the only thing Star Wars doesn't really have. Well, I mean, I guess. Sci-fi and and fantasy also have time travel, but Star Wars does not. Are you sure about that, Chris? Oh, wait. Sorry. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. Let's tease that for later. Star Wars 100% has uh, time travel. You're right, it does. And uh, under very specific sets of circumstances. They handled time travel 
probably the, in the, one of the best ways that a sci-fi franchise has ever handled time travel. So if anyone hasn't watched Rebels and is, is a Star Wars fan, it's like you need to go watch Rebels right yes. now. It's a great, great, great series. <sighs> um, all right. So that's what I, oh, that, was, that was a long what I've been up to, but that's what I've been up to. I like it. Uh, before we get to our discussion about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, we have the news! The news, Chris. The news. So we're going we're gonna to start with some, some Star Wars news, and then we're going to move away from Star Wars news, and then we're going to come back to Star Wars later. Uh, I that? like it. Right. I like it. So first, we're going to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We yeah. got a trailer at Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. And I, it was kind of a was it a behind the scenes doc kind of thing? <sighs> no, like, well, I just watched them talk about I it. Think you just watch them talk about it. like because yeah. the trailer was like a uh, story trailer, so it wasn't necessarily even. There it looked like there was some in in game like engine footage, like it was yeah. all in game engine or whatever. But it looked like it was all pretty much cut scenes, save for maybe a couple of bits that could yeah. have been gameplay. It looked really cool. So um, they're developing this with the Unreal Engine five. That's right. Uh, wait, five or four. Five is the latest one. I think it's five. I think I read five. I'm gonna confirm, but yeah. Who? Why would they ever use Unreal Four? That seems <laughs> insane that they would still use it Four. Anyway, Unreal Engine. Um, it looks really, really good. Uh, the uh, story focuses on a young Jedi Padawan who survives Order 66, Dude. and then I guess is being hunted by the Inquisitors. Yeah, which uh, that's fascinating because they give the the, uh, the Stormtrooper squad, that's elite squad that's hunting them down, yeah. and then the Inquisitors, uh, specifically the Second Sister, yep. which we've seen over in Rebels again, mm-hmm. like this is uh, within the same time period. Um, I would assume that this takes place before, like, uh, like 10 years before where we picked up with Rebels. Well, yeah, because it seems, so this is it reminds me of, I mean, even the, uh, um, even the, uh, the story reminds me of the Kanan miniseries, comic miniseries. Mm-hmm. And it was like, cause, because basically Kanan, who's in Rebels, he was a Padawan at the time of Order 66, and he survived and had to like go into hiding and all that kind right. of stuff. And that's part of Rebels is like kind of his journey in like becoming a true Jedi um, it, because he never really felt like he finished his training and he eventually does spoilers for rebels. Sorry. Um, and, uh, so I wonder like that was the only thing with this story, like what they're doing that, that gave me like pause. I was like, are they going to follow the same kind of story beats here hmm. that they did with Kanan? It, it it's possible, but I feel like the situations are slightly different because Kanan um, hooked up with the the band of rebels, hooked up with uh, with with a group of people that eventually like became family. Um, whereas this seems more like a solo kind of a story going on there, where it's he's it's not necessarily an ensemble kind of a situation. From what I could glean from the trailer, it looked like you're kind of um, there with your droid, and that's about it. Um, but I think there's there just even just with the setup being similar, there are enough ways that that story can play out that it will still be a surprise and be interesting in in the end. I don't know. Like I also like some details about some of the gameplay. People ask, "Oh, is it is there a stealth mechanic?" Um, because the, some of the taglines that they're using is "Don't be detected" or like "Don't yeah. don't stand out." Um, and no, there's not not going to be any stealth mechanic stuff. It's pretty much just um, swordplay, like yeah. a. The, the game director of it comes from a background of like God of War three. Um, and so take that gameplay, put it into a star Wars universe. And it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a little more simplistic than I hope this game is. Agreed. Um, I think it's a little bit more simplistic than you can get away with in 2019 as well. Like, yeah. you know, God of War 3, you know, that's been a while. Yeah, I, I mean, and I agree with you. Like, yeah, like, I'm sure, like, there were even more Padawans than this that survived. And so, like, yeah, I mean, their, their stories are going to be unique. And we also don't know a ton about Kanan's. Like, we got a short little, like, I, I feel like it was my, maybe one issue or three issues total. Mm-hmm. Three issues, I think. Yeah, I think it was just short run. Um, and so it was, it was just the very beginning of his journey. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I would assume, like, I would assume we could potentially run into Kanan or even Vader on some level. Yeah. Or like, it, uh, we'll see. Like, I you did mention I don't know. meeting uh, familiar characters as well as right. new characters, and so I wonder, you know, how how much are we going to do that? I hope that it's not quite as. Uh, as gimmicky as the Battlefront 2, um, like whatever, or you go through the story of Battlefront 2, like you run into like this mission and oh, this, this person pops up yeah. and then this mission, this person pops up. So I hope it's not quite right. that level of like, oh man, now we're doing a mission with, uh, you know, such and such. Or even like the, the level of which like, you know, Leia shows up in Rebels. Like, uh, yeah. I didn't even think that was done extremely well. I mean, it was just, it's for an episode and then you kind of move on or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate that, that it, their paths cross, but it did feel a little like shoehorned in in a, in a couple of yeah. a couple of ways. Just felt fan service Exactly. It didn't feel like it had an actual point. Um, the ones that did have an actual point, like whenever Lando showed up in, oh, yeah. uh, in Rebels, like totally. he shows up yeah, for, for th- and his he- was like, it was a perfect like example of like, hey, this, 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 um, kind of semi scummy business person showing up in the in the world yeah. with the rebels. It's like, of course, this makes sense. Totally, I think you can do it well. Yeah, I just um, I don't think they've always nailed it. Right, right. There are definitely um, definitely always room for improvement. No microtransactions. Mm-hmm. No. No, like loot boxes. Loot boxes. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, and it's, it's single player as well. Like, there's no like multiplayer right. component at all. Yeah, and, that, um, and this is coming from EA. Ooh. Yeah, there was a, a fascinating <laughs> like right after. I think it was like Disney was like, you can't none of it. Yeah, you can't. No. What's funny no. is right no. after they tweeted that, so they tweeted out that like where it's like, oh, no multiplayer, no multi- mo- uh, microtransactions ever. Like, yeah, th- that's just the way it is. Um, Eurogamer talked to uh, Amy Hennig, who was <laughs> working on uh, a the, the game codename Ragtag with yeah. EA, and they canceled yeah, yeah. it. Which was it, she's the uh, the game director for like Uncharted and, and the, the writer writer. F- writer for Uncharted. Um, and so she was basically making a video game that was going to be a single player Uncharted esque type of an experience with this ragtag group of people. And uh, and the pushback that she had at the time was that they wanted it to be multiplayer, and it was going back and forth. But the uh, the interview that they had with her um, was was really interesting. Her reaction to this, and so whenever they asked her about it, uh, she said, "Quote: It's odd. I have been can I have to be candid with you. I mean, it's coming from the EA Star Wars Twitter handle, so it's certainly part of the plan. But I don't know whether it's implicitly referring to previous comments they made after our project was killed." And there's so much change what, in this. What, what is she referencing specifically? She's referencing their tweet that said, uh, "No microtransactions, no uh, or mul- no multiplayer." Um, where they had come out with statements afterwards, after her project was canceled, that hey, it needed multiplayer and it needed microtransactions. I think there were. I mean, I don't know if there were, there 
Uh, you can continue with the quote. So her quote, she says, quote, there's so much change in this industry all the time. Over the course of my time at EA, we were back and forth on what the overall publishing corporation wanted. Everybody's trying to figure out what the right path is. I think also Respawn's game has the benefit of lar- being largely developed before they were acquired. It's protect. It's a protected entity, and Vince Zampella makes very sure, because he's part of the ex- uh, executive team at EA, he can protect the interests of Respawn. This is all speculation on my part. I don't know what, why the change of heart happened, because that was very clearly not an acceptable plan when we were working on Ragtag. But, you know, things change. Uh, and she says the, the Ragtag was canceled in summer 2017. We found out in October 2017. That's almost two years ago. And a lot has changed in that time. There's been a pretty public and vocal backlash against the idea that gamers don't want single-player finite games without all these extra modes. Of course they do. Of course we do. So maybe this is just a demonstration of a change of strategy for EA. Quote, and uh, and you've all got to understand there's been huge changes in management since all of this happened as well. Both Patrick Soderlund and Jade Raymond have left in the meantime. So, and then she goes on to talk about like all these, so that she says, I'm glad for Respawn's sake because I'm excited about their game and I've heard great things about it. Yeah. I mean, number one, I don't know like why, I mean, I, okay. So this is Chris's hot take. Yeah. Go for it. This is kind of a dumb statement because it's like, duh. Like, yeah, you basically said it. It's been two years. Things Mm -hmm. have changed. I think like the biggest like probably motivating factor for making this change was Disney saying, Hey guys, mm-hmm. you've messed up. Yep. You got to change this. And probably they probably like, I would not be surprised if there was a director from Disney that whatever the next game you put out, mm-hmm. it better go well. Mm-hmm. And there better not be any microtransactions in it or any kind of thing that could be perceived as pay to win. Yeah. Also, um, like I wouldn't be surprised if the no multiplayer part came more from respawn than it did anything, mm-hmm. because you look at uh, Titanfall and the movement that they like. It started as a as a multiplayer game, and then they added in this fantastic single player, mm-hmm. and that's like if I'm looking for someone who can do a cool story in Star Wars, yeah. I'm going to tag that team, yeah, because they put together a that really really good campaign. single player mode, that sci-fi, and, and, so good. and the tail on. On the multiplayer, while it was great multiplayer, the tail on it for Titanfall didn't play out. Mm-hmm. But they took that, like turned it into Apex Legends, boom. You got yeah. your multiplayer, then like, hey, give us our single player. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we want. And yeah. like... Yeah, you think about the timeline that all this happened. Like, she t- talks about how they found out that in, in October 2017 that their game was canceled and that they were like moving it over to this yeah. other studio, closed down this thing. And that was literally a month before Bla- uh, Battlefront 2 came out. Yeah. So it's like, that was like perfect storm of of horrible, like, oh, you're canceling the single player game. Yeah. Now there's all this pay to win loot box uh, garbage. And so that's a, like a perfect storm for everyone to be mad at them at the time. Totally. And we were. Everybody was everyone mad at them. Everyone was. Yeah. And, and rightfully it, so. Yeah, exactly. And so like now this being a reaction to it, it's like, okay, we've changed leadership as well. Right. So it's like those new leaders are like, guess what? We have a great idea. Let's actually do what the gamers want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so. I mean, and who's to say, and this may be the point that she was trying to make. I feel like she's kind of like too close to the situation to see it objectively. Like she's just kind of looking at things right here, like how they were back then. I'm like, well, you know, well, I guess things are different. Well, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. Um, I think like, yeah, maybe – Depending on, like, there was other, like, go back, uh, if you're listening, go back and find Jason Schreier did an article about mm-hmm. the the uh, closure 
of visceral and the um and this whole like scenario playing out with mm-hmm. Amy like there were like internal problems mm-hmm. in the studio so, like sure. that you know so like I don't think they shut it down solely because they didn't like the vision because they t- said they are moving the vision over to another studio then right. they ended up canning that as well <laughs> um but who's to say that you know if if she was working if they were working on that game that she was writing mm-hmm. now that they wouldn't go ahead and like right finish it yeah i mean that's such a, a strange thing like with the way that game the gaming industry in particular like has has flowed over time where it's like oh this big swing towards multiplayer and loot boxes and now we're swinging back towards like yeah. okay we want some single player things and like now we're i feel like there's a good balance currently like in 2019 yeah. and 2018 like there's been a good balance of like big multiplayer games free to play games but also big story single player content that drops you know yeah. and and so it's just interesting to see that play out and the casualties of that where it's like this could have been a, a terrible game totally. also could have been an amazing game yeah and it's like you just won't ever know because it was a casualty of the time in which it was being developed with push pull of vision so i also wonder like what role di- i mean at the time it didn't seem like they'd played any role in it but like what role disney played in like trying to speak into the story hmm. you know like what if, what if it just wasn't a story that they wanted to tell you know, yeah. She she went on to talk about how whenever she met with like the Lucasfilm people, they were super excited about where like it was all placed and like mm-hmm. all the different locations that they would be able to visit and things. Um, it seemed like seems like from everything we know about the story of the game that it's it was largely on its own, like it wasn't yeah. necessarily connected to much um, other than maybe some locations, but. Yeah, she like did mention that that was one of her favorite things in the process was working with Lucasfilm to hash out like the the lore, yeah, um, and to figure out like where oh, this yeah, is at. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's I, like who wouldn't enjoy that? Exactly. It's like this is this is a dream that. job right there. Yeah. <laughs> you get to talk, to, man. I mean, just like dive into the deep lore with yeah. you know people at Lucasfilm. That'd be amazing. Sit there with Filoni. Oh, dude. Um. Yeah. Cool. Uh. Well. Yeah. Speaking of Filoni. Yeah. Um, he's involved with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, and we got our first uh, look at the Mandalorian. A really cool panel with John Favreau, mm-hmm. and um, uh, that I like uh, outside of just the hype level of Episode Nine. Now, the Mandalorian may be something that I'm like most excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it feels, looks, and feels like old school Star Wars. It does um, more than like. Oh, probably more than anything they've put out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, from like from all the suits and the armor, and then also like the practical effects we saw in that presentation. Yeah, the presentation not been released to public, but you can find it. Yeah, just go out there on the internet, <laughs> look at it, That's and find it off of a cell I don't phone. Why they just like just put it out? I mean, it's it's like, out there. Yeah, it's out there on cell phones now. And it's like, okay, this is not great quality. No. Come on, put put out the good 4K quality stuff. You know, whatever. Um, but it looks fantastic. The, the thing that intrigues me about it is like the creative minds behind it seem like they're all on that. Like they were saying all the right things yeah. basically in the, uh, in that panel and on the, on the footage. It's like, I could, li- first of all, I could listen to Dave Filoni talk about star Wars, like all the time. Like, it's just like, it totally. gives me chills, makes me want to like, you know, get emotional, whatever. It's like I, the dude just knows star Wars. Yeah. Um, John Favreau also like said all this was saying all the right things about the, the way that they want it to feel the way that they want it to, to interact with the universe. I don't know, man, it's, it, 
that's I think the Star Wars property that I'm most excited about right now yeah. is the Mandalorian. Yeah, agreed. And um, I I th- I think about like the impact that uh, Rebels and Clone Wars has had on the lore of Star Wars, and like there's been enough there that has like almost at least uh, evened up with the lore in the movies, mm-hmm. at least the current movies. Yeah. Um, like I almost think mo- some of the most innovative things that have happened and like cool, interesting ideas yeah. that have uh, been presented mm-hmm. have been in those television series. And to, and to see potentially that happen with a live action series, like that's super cool. Yeah. It's, it's, back whenever like uh twin sons i believe was the name of the episode of rebels yeah um i think we were we talked about that episode and the episode directly after that being some of the most star wars things out there and it's in rebels it's in the you know the television show yeah and it's in wrapped in like 30 minute episodes yeah and so to to expand that to a live action thing like i think that's that's going to be fascinating to watch and i'm one of the reasons I'm so excited about it. Yeah, there was um, there was a uh, there was a quote. I think maybe I sent it to you. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick here from Kathleen Kennedy, and she was talking about uh, the future of Star Wars, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But mm-hmm. basically, like the the plan that um, they have to put together. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said, "It's still Star Wars, and holding on to the DNA of what George Lucas created is still very important to us." While I think that that is true, that it is important to them, I think there are very few people left who understand what that means, and I think Filoni is one of them. I think I think there are a lot of people who are in disagreement about what that means. Yeah. Um. And and you know that. Who knows how it'll end up? We'll talk about it in ten years from now because again, it's a ten-year plan. We'll talk about it right. again. Like, oh, how did, how does that end up? <laughs> um. Are we close? You know, did it, hold on to that DNA well. Um, but again, I, I'm right there with you where like Dave Filoni, like because of the fact that, um, throughout the production of Clone Wars, the television show, um, that George Lucas like was, was deeply involved in, um, Dave Filoni worked with him and literally he said that even whenever George wasn't the brain behind an episode, he would watch every single episode with the, the staff and then ask them questions about it. If, if, oh, how did that work? What about this? Why did you? Why did this happen? Why did that person do this? Why did you make this decision? Why did this Jedi make that choice rather than this one? And if they didn't have good answers, like he would, they would go back and they would they would change things. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it, the fact that that level of um, mentorship was there mm-hmm. with like that group of people and and Dave Filoni and the 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 group that he has on, on his staff. It's like that's that's the core of what Star Wars is to me now. You yeah. know where it's that feels better than just oh let's bring in a, a new writer and a new director on this movie one-off right. movie or one-off kind of a, a television show like that's that's where the lore to me is totally. um and that's where the the story should kind of stem from in my mind and so it's anyway i'm excited for the mandalorian i'm excited for all of these directors to 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 dive in there i'm, I'm like there's so many cool directors that are involved in in the mandalorian with like taika watiti which mm-hmm. is thor ragnarok and 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 uh yeah it's it's amazing i'm very excited about this totally. show totally moving on into game news the uh microsoft has announced the xbox one s that's right digital, digital edition. edition yeah it's like there's an asterisk by digital all digital edition. Um, yeah, so basically like, we talked about this a few weeks ago, so go back and listen to that episode if you want like our kind of take on 
that nothing has really changed. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, ex- it's exactly like what we thought. Mm-hmm. It's an Xbox One S without the disc drive. Um, a little bit more expensive than I thought. Yeah, the price point is two hundred fifty dollars. It's about fifty dollars more than I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, the current retail like MSRP price of um, the Xbox One S proper with the, with the disc <laughs> with drive. the disc drive is three hundred dollars, and this is two hundred fifty. And um, while it's not one to one, I will say if you go out and you buy a Blu-ray, uh, Ultra Blu-ray player, whatever, because that's what's in it. Yeah. Um, that's around about a hundred bucks, and yeah. so I kind of expected it to be about a hundred bucks cheaper. I, but it's fifty dollars cheaper, so I don't know. But then again, I guess like all of the sales, like you'd be hard pressed to find an Xbox that you couldn't get on a discount. Yeah. Um, at any point. I just think that. Um, I think two, one of two things could happen here. I think, number one, they could retire the, like, we're going to get a new console at some point. Mm-hmm. They could retire the Xbox One S, mm. and if you want to step down from the X, it would be this all-digital all edition. Digital. I could see that happening. Because that then isn't you, a half bad Because at that point, you'd have three consoles out there. You'd have the whatever the next version is, the X, and then the all-digital. And this is priced uh, in, in a range where they can drop it more yes. whenever they do announce whatever the next tier That's is. That's why I think they hmm. launched at this price, so that they can go... Like, otherwise, you whenever you're already at rock bottom, you can't go any lower. Yep. there You have no margin left to, to create any kind of buzz around your product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Hmm. I kind of feel like that's their play. Yeah. Um, you know, the the other play could be that, well, we're going to put it, this out here at this price initially, and then once we uh, see if it sells or not, may, maybe we'll drop it. Maybe we'll keep it the same. I don't know. I just think that I, I can't see both of these products, the Xbox One S and Xbox One S All Digital Edition, living together for a while. Either this is gonna, either they're going to transition it all to all digital. Or they're going to be like, this doesn't work. People mm-hmm. don't want this, and we're going to stick with the disk drive. Yeah, because I think that's where I was initially saying, oh, they're tra- testing the market for all digital consoles. Yeah, and maybe you know, maybe you're right. Maybe this is like they're looking forward a year into the future, whenever their next console comes out. Um, yeah. yeah. If I didn't watch Blu-rays on my Xbox One X, like I r- would rarely use that disk drive. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've bought Red Dead on on disc because yeah. I wanted the GameStop like physical With map. The map. But like other than that, I, I don't even remember the last disc based game I've purchased mm-hmm. on Xbox. And I know you you buy more of them than, than I do yeah. for like, for like PS4 and stuff. Yeah, just just mainly so I can share with with friends that sort of. And thing. I'm not saying I don't need it. I'm just right. saying like I think there's probably like people out there who don't need it. Yeah. You know, like and I you could you could make a good argument for mm-hmm. me not having one. Yeah, I mean, you're in an area with good internet. It's like, why, you know, yeah. why do you need a, a disc drive? I stream most of my movies now. That's right. I mean, I buy movies on on like digitally a lot now. Interestingly enough, if you wanted a special edition of something, most special editions don't come with a game anymore. Yeah. Um. In fact, there was a version of the uh, Red Dead Special Edition that didn't come with a game. Yeah. Um. It had it's different stuff products. in it, and it was way more expensive. But still, like, if you really wanted the physical goods, you can get physical goods. Yeah most of the time for your digital edition. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. It's I think it's also interesting that they're uh they announced this before E three. Yeah. I kind of expected this to be an E three thing. Me too. Um what are they clearing the way for, Chris? What are they clearing the way for? In the stream they also talked about in the it was the inside Xbox. So they they also outlined like, hey, this is our 
biggest E3 presence ever, um, which to me means like if they're saying on the show floor this is their biggest E3, that to me means they have something to show in terms of games. So like we could get some like either some huge mm -hmm. or a lot of game announcements from Microsoft Studios that they're going to show off at the, yeah. on the show floor. Uh, they did say that, like, hey, all of our partners are going to be there. All of our internal studios are going to be there and, and give updates on cool. uh, what they're working on. So, cool. interestingly enough, that could also be just because Sony's not there at E3. Like, totally. So they like bringing in like, oh, let's bring all the third parties that would have normally been on like over it with Sony. Let's bring them over here to our booth and let them yeah. have some floor space. So. That too, totally. Uh, I think that's that's true as well. You just. What you can't do is fill that entire place up with Sea of Thieves, <laughs> you okay. know, like yeah. or you know what I mean. Yeah. Or yeah. the next Forza, Forza Horizon Eight, or, or, or Crackdown, you know. Crack, you know. Just... Yes, I get it, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the last bit of news. So um, this one's a big one. Yeah, and this one's one of the like and all the week with all the Star Wars news and all this stuff. Sony decides to just send Mark Cerny out have an interview with Wired about the next PlayStation. Yeah, it's, it's an exclusive interview. Um, so, like, I won't... I, and I've been reading a lot of things, but this one... Like, and I, we might go through some of this, but go check out the article on Wired. Mm -hmm. um, I think, first of all, before we jump into it, it's super interesting that they chose this method to announce... Their new console. Yeah. Because this wasn't like, this wasn't just like, hey, we're telling you some details. This mm -hmm. was we didn't like we assumed that the PS5 was being made. Right. They've referred to it a couple times. Yeah, it was like the next, you know, the but next this is generation. The that, hey, it's coming. Yeah. The, this is basically what it is. We even have some like vague time frame and price right. uh quotes. This is the theory behind it. Yeah. It's like all the things that traditionally wouldn't wouldn't even happen to E3. It would uh -huh. happen in in a like reveal event. Mm-hmm. Well, and you think about like most of the reveal events that we've seen, they they go over all these details in yeah. there, but it's also like they they try to make it a dual thing where it's like, oh, this is for to tell you what what the tech specs are, but it's also to get you excited about the games and yeah. the, and the flashiness of the product. Where it's like we've separated those two elements <laughs> of our reveal event now, uh -huh. and we've done one in an exclusive interview with Wired, and then like where's the other one? Yeah, and that's the what thing makes is, me think. Like this is not uh, like. Uh, this is not for devs because they're saying, and even in the article, no. devs already have the dev kits. Yeah, they're, they're already out there. So, like, the devs have known about this. I'm right. like, who is this for? Um, the only thing I could think of, and you could, you know, like, tell me if you think it's right or wrong, is that they're trying to get out ahead of potential leaks. Because if you remember both the Xbox One, the PS4, and the Xbox One X had leaked on paper Pro specs. as well. Yeah, PS4 Pro. Because that was real negative. <laughs> leaked PS uh, leaked on paper specs mm -hmm. um, about the consoles mm -hmm. way before they even got the chance to announce it. Yeah, and you had people like from Eurogamer like parsing through this and be like, "How? What does this translate to right. in, in terms of raw mean? power? You know, yeah. like how do, how do you translate this?" And so now, <laughs> rather than having that happen, Mark Cerny's like, "Here's what this means." Yeah. Interesting. Like, I, I feel like this is them getting trying to get out in front of that and be like, hey, our last two consoles have, have leaked. Let's get out there and control yeah. the discussion on like, hey, this is what this is. This is what this means. You know, like down to this is how powerful it is. And this means ray tracing, which means better lighting and better audio. Mm -hmm. Like th I think like that's really what I see happening here. Yeah. It's fascinating to 
for them to separate it where it's like, here's all the, like the less flashy information. It's like, here's the, the, the information without the marketing. Yeah. And like, it's, it's weird to, to read that article and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting excited about this. But at the same time, like, yeah. there's not much to get excited about. Like, no. I, like there's not at all. The only thing that's exciting is that this is something new that yeah. we haven't seen before. And I think the, the interesting things are, um, which we, we can run down through this here in a second, but like yeah. interesting things are like, it's powerful enough to do ray tracing mm-hmm. and uh, that means better lighting and audio. But like the Xbox One X is has the capability to do that as well. Exactly. Um, and the same thing whenever they're talking about like 8K, mm-hmm. the Xbox One X has the ability to do 8K as well. It's like there's no reason to do 8K right no. now, but like it has and the, the capability. And honestly, like, <laughs> like we, as much as we felt like 4K for the longest time was a huge buzzword, I think like I forget uh, something recently where I – Someone was projecting, like, and maybe it was soon. I can't remember, like, uh, when people now, like, most people now, I think it, it went over 50% in the market. Like, people who have TVs have 4, 4K TVs yeah. or something like that. I can't remember. It was, it was close. Um, we're so far away from 8K mm-hmm. that it's not even, like... It's I not even, even an affordable technology right now. I don't even think it's within this generation. Yeah. No. They're, yeah. like... Tens of thousands of dollars. I remember whenever 4K televisions were that much, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, and so like 8K is just kind of a buzzword. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I it's don't like, know. Yeah. And uh, as I was reading through the article, I was like, well, doesn't the Xbox One X do this? Doesn't the Xbox One X yeah. do this? And so what it the, the nature of what I perceived through the article was that this is just a way more powerful ps4 mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah it's like okay that's fine it's also not something that i would get incredibly like pumped about jazzed about right the audio stuff the ray tracing like with the audio stuff sounds really cool um i also wonder how many developers will actually like utilize that because right. with dolby atmos for instance yes. um on xbox i love it it's yeah. amazing very limited games use it yeah, yeah and encode for it for headphones and everything it's it's a fantastic technology um, that I wish more people used. Totally. And so I wonder, like, okay, moving into that, that video games are so much about the visuals that the audio sometimes just gets, like, thrown over to the side. Yeah. And that's why you don't see more Dolby Atmos-supported games. Yeah. And so I, I don't see that changing necessarily in Next Generation. They're going to take all of that extra power, shove it into the visuals, and then just, like, kind of leave the headphones audio to the side. Yeah. So. Well, I, and I am excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I am excited about better surround sound on the PlayStation 4 because, yeah. like, I mean, I have... Um, surrounds. Did uh, it's virtual surround sound headphones. Yeah. The the the, uh, the Stealth Seven Hundreds. Yeah. Uh, for both the Xbox and PS4, and there's a noticeable difference mm-hmm. in the surround sound on the PS4. Like it's a noticeable step down. Yeah. Compared to Dolby Atmos. Yeah. And, and like and it, and, I'm, and it's and it's not necessarily that it's Xbox versus PS4. It's Dolby Atmos. Mm-hmm. It's the way that that works because if I go down and and, and switch it to Xbox Game Sound or whatever it's yeah. called. That's like their own version of surround sound. It's like, right. oh, that's this huge step down too. Right. Well, and that doesn't. That's even regardless of things that are encoded for Atmos. Like, right. uh, you know, it's it, if things that are actually mixed for Dolby Atmos, like that takes it up a, a step even further. So, yeah. again, like it's. I'm. Yeah, you're right. I'm excited for the extra extra sound quality on my PS4. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, um, it kind of feels like <sighs> this is good. Yeah. It's kind of what we expected. Yeah. It's a more powerful console. Solid state drive. That was that Solid was interesting. State, yeah, I think that yeah, the, the interesting. Yeah, let's let's run down through some of these features. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, let me 
Just read through it. So, uh, pop up ad, pop up ad, <laughs> pop up ad. There Always. we go. All right. Uh, um, let's see here. Uh, PlayStation's next generation console starts with an AMD chip. Uh, the CPU is based on um, all these different things. Um, it's basically top of the line, like mm-hmm. right now, yeah, uh, kind of stuff. But it's not coming out this year. It's coming out next year. Probably. I have ray tracing. Its immediate benefits are largely visual uh, because it mimics the way light bounces from object to object. In a scene, reflective surfaces and refractions through glass or liquid can be rendered much more accurately, even in real time, leading to heightened realism. According to Cerny, the applications go beyond black graphic implications. If you wanted to run tests, quote, if you wanted to run tests, see if the player can hear certain audio sources or if the enemies can hear the player's footsteps, ray tracing is useful for that, end quote, he says. Quote, it's all the same thing as taking a ray through the environment, end quote. Um, they talk about, like, what we just talked about with all the audio, surround sound. Um, Cerny says uh, it will make you feel more immersed in the game as sounds come at you from above, from behind, and from the side. Mm-hmm. Basically described surround sound. Surround sound. What Dolby Atmos the, does, except for except for he didn't use the Dolby Atmos like what they do in their uh, in their that that commercial. Yeah. Um. They didn't say blanket of sound or sound. No, blanket. sound blanket. The sound blanket. No, it was blanket of sound. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was sound blanket. I'm sound pretty blanket. sure. Yeah. Uh, Covers you in a sound blanket. Sound blanket. Like, That's not a good thing. <laughs> um. Smother in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's too thick, here's you won't the hear interesting anything. thing. He said, while the effect will work, will require no external hardware. It will work through TV speakers and virtual surround sound. He allows that the gold standard Dolby headphone audio. I don't know what how how in the world are your TV speakers firing at the back of your wall. Dolby Atmos has a way like they do it with phase and things like that. But like if you have a sound bar, there is a setting for Dolby ah, Atmos for sound bar. Interesting. It's really like <laughs> Dolby's doing some sort of uh, dark magic. <laughs> <laughs> dark magic. Uh, when asked about VR, blankets. he said. Quote, I won't go into the details of our VR strategy today beyond saying that VR is very important to us and that the current PSVR headset is compatible with the new console. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting to me that they're not planning on necessarily updating the VR for that. So, like, you're going to plug in your, you know, screen door effect goggles into your super uber powerful PlayStation 5. So. Yeah. So they start talking about the SSD external or sorry, internal hard drive and the speed that that will uh enable so this uh to demonstrate cerny fires up a ps4 pro playing spider-man a 2018 ps4 exclusive that he worked on alongside insomniac games on the tv spidey stands in a small plaza cerny presses a button on the controller initiating a fast travel interstitial screen when spidey reappears in a totally different spot in manhattan 15 seconds have elapsed then cerny does the same thing on a next next gen dev kit connected to a different tv what took 15 seconds now takes less than 1.8 seconds to be exact. That's just one consequence of an SSD. There's also a speed at which a world can be rendered, and thus the speed which with a character can move through that world. Cerny runs a similar two-console demonstration, this time with the camera moving up one of Midtown's avenues. On the original PS4, the camera moves at about the same speed Spidey hits while web-slinging. Quote, no matter how powered up you get as Spider-Man, you can never go any faster than this because that's simply how fast we can get the data off the hard drive, end quote. On the next-gen console, the camera speeds uptown like it's mounted to a fighter jet. Periodically, Cerny presses the action, pauses the action to prove that the surrounding environment remains perfectly crisp. What else developers will be able to do is a question Cerny can't answer yet because those developers are still figuring it all out. 
And he sees the SSD is unlocking an entirely new yeah. age, one that upends the very tropes that have become bedrock of gaming. It's interesting. This is the point in the in the article where I was like, man, it's so strange to create hardware like this that you throw a bunch of stuff into a box and say, this is all powerful. This is, you know, we can, you can do a lot of stuff with this. I have no idea what anyone's going to do with this, but we're, <laughs> it's in there. And, uh, and you just kind of see what, see what works. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting. I, another thing I wanted to know way earlier in the article, he, uh, Cerny mentioned that it's built on the same architecture as PlayStation. Oh, it's right. It's right after that. Okay. That's, that's where it is. Yeah. So yeah, he talks about like it's built on PS4. So like it'll be backwards compatible. Yes. Um, uh, with PS4 games, Although, I seriously doubt that PS5 games will be playable on PS4. Correct. In the same way that Microsoft has said that their next generation games will also be playable on the Xbox One. Correct. On xCloud or whatever. He does say that there will be, they'll ease you into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny. Uh, he uh, says that there will be numerous games released for both PS4 and next-gen console. Right. I mean, and we they saw that. They were specifically asking about um, uh, Kojima's game. Yeah, Death Stranding, but like he, he doesn't say specifically. He just right. implies that that would be one that does that. Right. Um, the other thing that he uh, they, they, ask about, um, they asked about cloud gaming, and all Cerny said was, quote, we are cloud gaming pioneers, and our vision should become clear as we head toward launch, end mm. quote, which means we don't know. We're or, figuring it out. Or like, we don't know what's what we're capable of yet. So, yeah, because they, I mean, they are, he is right. They are pioneers. They had, uh, they bought Gaikai, right. which were the the real pioneers there. And they created PlayStation yeah. Now, which was the first mainstream gaming streaming service. Um, still is probably, I think it, it still is the most profitable subscription service yeah. uh, for gaming. But, um, yeah, it's, it's. It sounds like, uh, like and, and I can see how it, it sounds like we're like being, like we're down on this. No announcement and like no i just don't think there's much to get excited about here yet in terms of what does this do for my my life yeah well, <laughs> you I mean, know and it's it, so again like it's it's all of the the essentially boring information without the flash you know where we had with the xbox one x reveal we had a lot of flash and uh, not a whole you know they released the 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 tech specs with to Eurogamer or whatever after that and they had that whole debut and so this is essentially that without the flash yeah because like we had the, the 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 xbox one x was revealed in a very um i will say apple-esque kind of a way where it's like let's bring these developers out let's have these interviews with them and they talk about how this is exciting for them and this is exciting for the gamer because this is exciting for them and they can now create these awesome worlds for you to experience on this thing. Let's also mention Fallout VR and on a Microsoft console or, or yeah. whatever, Skyrim VR, and never bring that out. But at right. the same time, it's very exciting because there's all this flash behind it. Right. And then on the side, they talk to the Eurogamer, like, hey, let's bring out, here's all the tech specs. You can yeah. come and see this thing. You know, crawl, here's, we'll send it to you. Do your whole thing to it. Um this is that without the fun, yeah. you know? And so yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't know what, what to expect from this because I don't have somebody telling me this is what the average gamer can expect to, from the developers that are right. doing this. Because he even says himself, he's like, I don't know what developers are going to do with They're still figuring it out. Uh, it, it sounds really early on. And I think that, it again, does. that comes back to, I feel like this was just to alleviate like some kind of crazy leak. Mm -hmm. So we know the specs. Well, we there's know what they're aiming for. A lot of rumors that, mean? that it was going to be this year. Yeah. 
Um, and so he kind of puts those deciders. It's not 2019. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that th- yeah. this is a good thing that just from that statement alone, it's a good thing to have out there. With the price point, um, basically, like the there was a quote that I guess was left out of the main article, and he tweeted about the author tweeted about uh, later, which I forgot right. to mention his name. Um, it was from uh, it's from Wired. Uh, the author is um, Peter Rubin. So he tweeted out later, and basically, like the quote from Sereny was, "You can expect this to be priced uh, from what as as what you would expect from a high end console experience." And which to me means we're talking about a five hundred dollar console, That's probably. Right. Um, it's similar to whenever uh, we had Xbox One X. Yeah, totally. Um, um, that was the price of the Xbox One X. Right, and that's the a similar quote to what um, uh-huh. what's his, Phil uh, Spencer Phil Spencer said at the time. Totally was like it won't be out of the realm of of what gamers are used to expecting, but it will be a premium product and a premium price. Yeah, and that's basically what they're saying here too. Yep. So, so cool. I think five hundred bucks. You're right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, as soon as we we know more about that, we'll uh, we'll let you know. Yeah, as soon as they like get us more excited about it, <laughs> yeah. throw out a, a teaser video. Yeah, we'll do that. That's the news. All right, so we're here with Josh, Brady, and Kalen. From you remember his name? Podcast. Wow, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, I have to. I've been you know, professional in my name. They are prof- <laughs> they are really professionals. Uh, why don't you say we say uh, my name's Josh. I'm Brady. My name's Kalen. Thanks for awesome. having us, guys. I'm glad yeah, we could do this together. Thanks for being on. So a little a little backstory. We've known uh, Josh and Brady for a, a I feel like a long time a long now, time. like a decade. Too, yeah, really, at least. really too long. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 never too long. <laughs> Uh, like we've um, had our fill, and uh, we uh, all grew up in the same area in, in Southern Illinois. And uh, now you live in in uh, Dallas, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. We're in Dallas, and and oh, we are originally from Texas, and so we moved to Texas when we were I was seven. Uh, we moved from Texas to Illinois, and that's where we stumbled across upon the Wright brothers and the legends that they are. Yeah, I used to. Uh, <laughs> so, at some point, I don't know how old you were, Josh, when you ran Hoshi's. Um, that was, was pretty young. one of my favorite places to go watch shows for a while, like the year and a half, two years that that was running. Yeah, I ran a couple of venues, and Hoshi's was the first one that we, which is a nickname that David Curtis and I, we ran the venue. It was a nickname of mine, Josh, Joshi, Hashi. And, and uh, I found out later that a lot of parents didn't like, uh, let it was they were nervous about their kid going there because mm. because it was a, a bunch of kids just playing punk rock music and yeah. and and I get it and and we were we were we didn't let kids smoke inside we were we were trying to keep it clean but yeah. there were plenty of kids smoking outside because that's what kids do when they're rebelling and so that's what the parents music. see. Say what? So, <laughs> so that's what the parents see whenever they drive by. Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah. no, totally. <laughs> smoking out there. We were right on Main Street. They thought we were. They literally <laughs> thought. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you guys know this, but because uh, the name was Hashi's, and uh, I, we later on found out that an undercover cop thought that it was a front to sell drugs to kids <laughs> oh, no. because it sounded like hashish. 
Oh no! Oh, that's so oh, man, funny. I think isn't that. that funny? That's hilarious. That's so, so funny. <laughs> knowing that you guys, you you guys have been there, and knowing yeah. me, how hilarious that is. <laughs> totally. That there's really probably funny. a FBI dossier on me that, <laughs> about possible drug lord in Southern <laughs> Illinois. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, if you ever run for uh, for president, there's going to be a whole investigation into that. Uh, I mean, my son wants to, London wants to be president in 2044. Vote for Clifton in 2044. All but right, we'll have to scrub the <laughs> internet before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pull this podcast down. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, one of the funny things about that venue, I remember we played like two or three shows there, and one of them I was running like 103 fever. Yeah, and uh, so I don't remember the vast majority of that show. But apparently, like it, w- it went really well. And at the you end were of like it, Michael before Jordan. I left, you were like I ended Michael up, Jordan like, in you know, the finals, just being sick in the the, the alley of the 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 place. Just yeah. throwing up. Yeah, everywhere. just because I was I was I had a hundred three fever. It's like that's what just happens. Yeah. So anyway, totally, totally, man, you yeah. killed it. I I think I remember that, and I think uh, you were, <laughs> you're very much like Michael Jordan in the finals. <laughs> there was somebody who commented, they were like, oh man, it was so cool. It was, it was probably around the time that I was about to throw up. Um, somebody commented, they were like, man, it was so cool whenever you like were playing that solo and you got on your knees. And I was like, dude, I got on my knees because I couldn't stand up anymore. Yeah. Like it was just, I was, I was hurting. <laughs> yeah, man. These, <laughs> I get it. So they, these guys are, uh, are in a band called Raven Hill uh, and right. they play awesome rock and roll music. Uh, and uh, we had the the honor of uh, producing their one of their first EPs. Very first, very and, first. Uh, yeah, very first. Yeah, um, you guys are awesome, and uh, I, I've I've really enjoyed seeing you guys like progress over the years. I just went to a show like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. You guys were kind of a part of the band for a while too. Oh like, yeah, that's right. Like I played. Okay, do you remember I played in uh, St. Louis with? You for a show that we opened for um, band of was a band of skulls. Yes, yes, dude, best that was band a fun I've one. ever opened up for. Sorry for all the other bands that I've opened <laughs> up. <for. laughs> that was right before they blew up and just went crazy. Yeah, 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 that was like one of those moments where I mean, real quick to go back to the fact that you guys played with us. Like the Raven Hill was a thing that and still is to where. If you fit the vibe and, and and there's a need, why the heck not? Let's put our friends on the stage with us. So you guys were as implemental in the birth of Ravenhill as I am because you guys took my ideas mm. and and brought them to a much more mature point than I was at the time. And was and I think because of that, I, I, I'm always grateful. I, I've done so many interviews where I've just dropped your guys' names. And oh. um, oh, man. and and I don't know if that ever gets back to you. You even ever heard them? But I just think I feel like you guys are a very strong chapter in in what Raven Hill is today. Well, so, thanks, man. Well, thanks, that, man. That, yeah, that, that that means a lot. It really and, does, uh, dude. Like uh, the, one of the things that I think that is, makes uh, you special and your band special is I feel like you've always held things like with an open hand, and you've like you do that. You invite other people in, and uh, I, like that. Just makes you super cool to to be around and hang out with. Listen to that, Brady. <laughs> you don't need to stroke his ego any more than I already yeah. have. It's big enough. <laughs> so I can barely the truth. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to so. lie to you. I mean, literally, I, I again, we... I, I asked you if you wanted horn parts on that first album, and uh, and you were like, well, you know, we're, you, 
not a ska band, but then you you proceeded to let me do st- horn parts on that first yeah. album, you know. So when I but when I heard it, it was like a no brainer. <laughs> it was a no brainer. <laughs> like it was like so. I don't know if I have actually a, a copy of that record anymore. And I oh man uh, because oh I, man do you guys do you guys. I yeah. have I have it floating on a hard drive, uh, probably labeled in in the closet in there. So if yeah. you ever find it, just please send it my way because <laughs> I still think what we did with Blood on the Church Floor on that mm. that record is something real special because we were. This is not what we came to talk about, people. No, it's not. And we'll get to <laughs> movies and we'll get to Star Wars, but right now we're having fun, and I hope you guys are uh, uh, those of you that care about music and some silly band. From the Midwest, uh, but but uh, but I just think that like you guys had, you guys were cool about me going either having great ideas and and I was all for trying whatever, or me even going it'd be really cool if we did this, and you guys let's try to make that happen, and oh, yeah. and that's yeah. what was cool about that experience because I came in with. Uh, three songs, and then we wrote an uh, a uh, um, an instrumental in there yeah, that right. we called Monstreets the Pilot because we were big Lost fans. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You remember that? <laughs> oh man, I forgot all that about that. Was right that. around whenever Lost was, was about to end too. Like, yeah. I, you know, we were all was, having a hard time with that. Of course. <laughs> I mean, we, we, uh, there was a door in the studio that we never opened, you know, it, it, because it was the hatch, you know? <laughs> just, <laughs> just a light would come on and you'd hear. <laughs> and you got to enter a code the in button. the computer yeah. every once in a while. Oh, it was a disaster. Every 108 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> We're way down the rabbit hole now. Yeah, right, let's so. get back. Let's go back. We got to go back. <laughs> we got to go back, yeah. Uh, so, Josh, I wanted to start out by, uh, so John told me, I haven't heard this. He said that you have a really cool story about Star Wars whenever you were Four years old yeah uh uh if uh so it's kind of funny i'm older obviously because i i was alive when one of the original trilogies uh one of the original trilogy was in theaters one of the films it was uh i was about three or four brady and i tried to figure it out i always thought that my aunt just said that i went to go see a star wars movie because she knows how much i loved it Mm-hmm. And I and I I held on to it, but loosely, like you said earlier, like I I was like, uh, that'd be cool. But chances are, there's no way I was alive and able to walk around and make make any type of real decision, even <laughs> selfish ones, if uh, at when that movie was out. But then we figured out that it was it had uh, like it came out in '83 or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would have been three years old. And um, and my parents, I grew up in Houston. We're at Greens Point Mall, which is now like a, a shell of the great thing it was in the 80s. And, mm. um, and arcades were a big thing. And my dad and my mom, I was their first kid. My dad and my mom went and saw or went to play like Pac-Man and something else. Like that was huge. And, um, and each one thought I was with the other one. And uh, classic mom and dad news. <laughs> it's like a classic yeah. 80s movie. Like, yeah, seriously, oh, like, man. Uh, uh, Chris, you don't have kids yet, but John, how old is your kid? He's, he's eight months, so he's not... He's not you haven't me. left him anywhere no. yet. <laughs> It'll happen. Don't worry. Uh, but, uh, but, but that being said, like I, uh, they got back together. It could have been five minutes. It could have been ten minutes. 
but they eventually, you know, however long a couple quarters last in a, uh, in an arcade. And uh, they go, where's Josh? And they go, I don't know. I thought he was with you. He was with you. And, then, like, <laughs> and then several minutes had to have passed whenever, um, uh, because I don't know who got involved, whether it was like small security or cops were called or whatever. But apparently across from the arcade was a movie theater. Our family has always been big on movies. So that's why we have a podcast called The Movie Brothers, probably. And yeah. uh, we literally, I mean, I literally just saw that theater, which we had been to before, apparently, in my three years of living, um, <laughs> that I literally just go, I'm going to go watch a movie if you guys are going to play video games in my head. <laughs> I walk across the hallway, walk right to a familiar looking door or familiar looking poster, apparently. Because I walk into uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes. And, uh, and apparently I was in there long enough to where I go, you know what's missing from this? <laughs> Popcorn. So, <laughs> so I walk back to the arcade and my mom and dad are freaking out. And I pull on my mom's shirt or whatever and say, can I have some money for popcorn? <laughs> so, so at a very young age, uh, Star Wars has been a, a huge part of who I am and, and mm. movie going in general, but especially this space opera that is called Star Wars. So. I love that. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. Um, one thing to, to mention, uh, the call back to way earlier when we were first talking, there is, there's a certain line of thinking that says that your movie going experience starts from the minute you hear about whatever film it is. And so yeah. it's, you know, watching trailers, watching the marketing or whatever, that's all part of the movie experience. So I just want to throw that out there before you like watch the trailer and like, you know, yeah. shatter your golden rule or whatever, that this is all just part of seeing what is Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, I want you to witness how good of podcasters they are. That was great. That was good. That was a good was a segue. Great, great segue into segue. the next yeah. segment. That's professional <laughs> podcasting yeah. 101. Guys, uh, what are doing? Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, our experience with the like the last two first? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Before, so before I watch we, this thing. Before we, before we have Josh watch the trailer. Josh has not watched the trailer. <laughs> He's going to watch this trailer. Neither has Kalen, actually, either. I have not. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. This oh, is, man. Yeah. All right. So I like the fact that we're getting like two fresh perspectives and then we have like three people who. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been out for how many for days? It's been out for a couple days, <laughs> three right? Three days. It's Three days now? Yeah. Or, or a since week, last almost, Friday. Uh, so six days. Yeah. Six days. So I, I yeah, literally okay, right. called both of you. Yeah. Or, yes, or right. messaged both of you or Marco Poloed or whatever yeah. and go, I got, uh, and I had, we can talk about this real quick. The ri uh, the, the name. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't even know when it's coming out. I assume yeah. Christmas time. But, uh, <laughs> you don't know when it's coming out. But I know nothing. We've yeah. known when it was right. coming out for like years, I feel like at this point. You yes. Know? yes, we have yeah. known that it was coming out in on Christmas. And I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's how, I, I, learned, I stay in the dark as much as possible. Yeah, that's how Josh, dark he is. I love it. Actually, episode eight, it. we saw together. And then the instant we left the theater, we got in your car to listen to their podcast on episode eight. That's right. We, listened we wanted to your, your podcast. opinion because on Because eight, eight was like a... Yeah, we'll get into it. It was a tough pill to swallow a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where Come you on, guys. stand on eight. Yeah, so, so I remember just 
being unsettled with you, Josh. And then we're like, we just we just need some others other opinions on this. I to need help to hear me- some. Yeah, I need some familiar voices to so, talk me down from the. So I think we both drove home after Sarlacc the midnight pit. showing of seeing it. Drove back home listening to their podcast, <laughs> talking about it to try to like build some confidence in our opinions on it. Yeah. That's amazing. So, that's good. It's that's interesting. Good. Hopefully, it was a good sounding board because I remember feeling the same way that you felt. And and whenever we talked about it, I was I left recording that podcast pretty much just as conflicted as I I entered. Oh it. yeah, that's um, definitely. But yeah. but more okay with it because other people were like shared the same opinion. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. I I catch myself uh, if we're going back to like while I was waiting in the parking lot uh, for Kalen to get here, I was like. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch every teaser mm. from every other Star Wars except for this one. Mm. It, and what's okay. funny, and I started from The Last Jedi and started working my way back. So I wanna tell you my experience with this real quick. Uh Last Jedi I thought was like pretty good. Like it got me interested. Force Awakens, that teaser was like I I I told Brady, I was like, I've seen it and I still want to see it again. Like oh, that's how sure. excited I got. <laughs> like I was ready. Like the mystery behind it. I've seen it and I, I'm like, I can't wait to go watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then I started with New Hope and, and then I did Empire and then I did Jedi. But mm. New Hope, uh, I go, I can't believe anybody went to go see this movie. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, it's so that- weird watching old teasers. Uh, it's so strange, especially that movie, because there'd really been nothing like it before. So, like, how do you market something that nobody knows anything like? The, the closest, sure. uh, closest thing to it is, like, Buck Rogers or yeah. like something, you know, like these really like kind of, or 2001 Space Odyssey had come right. out before, but it's like, that's a completely different movie. So, totally. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, that it's so funny. If you ever want to laugh, like l- watch that teaser because it, it wasn't even done. You can tell there's a moment where, um, where Chewie and, and, and Leia <laughs> are, by the way, in the teaser, oh they're calling gosh. her, uh, Leah, Leah, Leah. Yeah. And, and they, they call say, Lando Cla- Clarissian. What do they call him? Uh, Landau. Landau Calrissian. Land- wow. Landau. And they Landau, say, I love it. I go on a journey with some Wookiees. They go with droids, droids and Wookiees. There's a voiceover. But they're sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> and the the stars behind them are just sitting still. Like, like they're not even moving. Good. <laughs> and, then, Good. Uh, and then when you go to Empire, it's not even, it's not even, they're showing comic books. Almost like pictures. <laughs> they don't show any action filmed from the movie, like the storyboards. They're like yeah, showing yeah, you. It's the storyboards. literally storyboards. Yeah, it's, it's original sketches for the scenes, the setups, the clothing, and then the, you just see like paneling of the pictures coming in. It was yeah. so weird. And, That's and then, uh, and then it says, uh, uh, "Then Return of the Jedi is is actually narrated by James Earl Jones." Oh man, as not. As not Darth Vader. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, it's kind of, I, was like, I could listen to know. James Earl Jones talk all day long, no, but right. that's a little I mean, odd. Morgan I mean, Freeman was not a thing yet. I mean, it's not like they needed, like they were saving money. They're like, you know, we're making plenty of money, but we're going to skimp a little and just have James come back on here. He's real quick. here already. Get Let's Jimmy in here. Uh, you know, do you mind just not? reading this real quick? 
What would be really fun is if if he thought like he was under the assumption that it was Darth Vader's lines. He's like, it's weird that Darth would say this. <laughs> well, then he talks in the third person because he goes, "And the return of Darth Vader." <laughs> like, oh my goodness! But sorry, sorry. I know we need to reel it in. Sorry. No, no, absolutely. Stay on target. Wait. I see that you it. have you have ignored the prequels. Right, yeah, I didn't watch the trailers. Okay. Or right. the Did you watch of any of the, uh, like, so I, something I found fascinating was that you were like, oh, they didn't finish the visual visual effects in uh, in the early, you know, the original trilogies mm-hmm. trailers. Yeah, New Hope, they, they added, didn't even have, they only had white lightsabers. In in uh, But in Rogue One, they added in visual effects. Like, oh, there's a whole TIE fighter in this yeah. scene that, like, doesn't exist in the final oh, film. Oh, yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Crazy. Yeah, I've noticed that. I didn't, I, I didn't watch... The solo trailer, and I didn't watch Rogue One's so, uh, teaser either. Um, I'll tell you what What I, when I go, I mean, do we want to start with Force Awakens? I, I think we all have similar opinions, and the, the original trilogy's, trilogy's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I'm on the boat that one, two, and three are, are okay. And there's some really phenomenal moments in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. bogged yeah. down with a couple of weighty things that, like, uh, I sometimes wonder if, like, that could have been two really good movies instead of three. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. but I, tr- I will say the reason why after we watched Last Jedi, I listened to your guys' podcast is because I know where I stand as far as far as nerddom, nerddom uh, goes with Star Wars, <laughs> mm-hmm. and. I always ask people because they, you know, you now Star Wars is as biggest hype it's ever been, and and you go, they go, oh, I just love Star Wars, and I go, okay, do you know what metachlorians are? And that's usually where I can say, <laughs> like, if they know what metachlorians are, then then they're probably at least with me because that's where I kind of cut off. I'm like, I know what they are, but I haven't dug any deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and like the and the fan fiction, all that stuff. I think Brady is a little bit further down that road. Yeah, all right. I think you okay. are probably right around me. Yeah, I'm right sort of. around you. I definitely. And I think that you guys are along the lines of with Brady. Probably so, okay. a little further. Okay. To the point, I would assume. Uh, uh, to the point to where I think like you could start talking about something I love so much, Star Wars, and I, and then even I could probably go. Yeah, I don't care about this much, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I always go to you guys because I know you guys are going to put it in a way that, and you're we're kind of cut from the same cloth. So I know I'm going to hear hear in a way I can I can like and 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 relate to. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like going into it, like I've watched every like moving picture. <laughs> that you can yeah. watch of Star Wars, I've watched it like the canister. So it's like all of the the shows, animated and and otherwise. Like I've right. watched all of it. And then as far as like some of the co- you've read a lot of the comics that sort of thing. But like I haven't really gone into the comics or books as much. Um, and so like that's kind of where my knowledge kind of cuts off is anything that is a uh, a a television show or movie. I've 100% watched um, and, yeah. and know and and love. But yeah, it's it, that's kind of where my knowledge taps out. And Chris, so- you you. Have you watched all things like I? I haven't watched any of the animated series other than pieces here and there. And what I have seen, I absolutely love. But yeah. uh, but I have I definitely haven't read any of the extra books mm. and any of the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see. I have seen uh, all of Rebels, not all of Clone Wars. I've seen most of Clone Wars. 
Um, but I do like the comics. Comics are fun. The new, I, basically, so this is the thing. I, I read some of the Expanded Universe stuff back in the day, but it felt like it was so much yeah. that, like, there, like, where do you even start? How do you tackle that? And so, yeah, um, right. but whenever they reset everything, I'm like, okay, I can, I can keep up with this. I can read yeah. all this. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've done a, a, a moderate job of that. I okay. Think. So you C plus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Brady, you have watched all the animated series. I've seen pretty much all the animated series. I haven't not completely caught up with Rebels. I think I had the, like the last season before they ended mm. it. Because uh, there's a couple, there's a couple big things in that last season. We might spoil something tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, might, I might spoil something that, for that you. That is absolutely okay because I, I, I've been meaning to go back into it, so it's my own fault. At this time, I, I have a, th- I have a thing where. At a certain point, you, you it's okay to be spoiled. Yeah. Like yeah. because like if you didn't take the year, the two years, whatever it's been, to go see this or to watch something, screw you. You're an idiot. <laughs> and so I fall underneath that. So at yeah. this point, I Can I'm, you go I'm ahead and mark that. this? Because I want to loop the fact that Brady called himself an idiot. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to mark that real quick. Yeah, just make sure. I just want that to play about three times before we move on. Okay, so we're, you, yeah. you found the part? Yeah, yeah right there. there. It's a perfect marking. Perfect. Yeah, right, mark yeah. it. Can you put Brady self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> idiot? <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> New ringtone, uh, you know? Just got it. Got, we're professional over here at the Movie Brothers Podcast. We like to point out <laughs> the high points in podcasting. <laughs> um, no, and then Kalen, you're kind of probably along the same lines. You've seen all the movies, but you haven't seen any of the animated. Uh, and, yeah, I haven't seen anything an- animated related. I, I, like a few. Aside from a few episodes here and there, uh, I haven't seen. There. Yeah, here and there, I haven't mm. seen anything past that. So, cool. but cool. I grew cool. up indoctrinated in the original trilogy as my dad saw the original, uh, saw a New Hope in theater seven times. Mm. So oh, yeah, his so dad looks exactly like Bill Gates. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, when he told me that he was like a huge fan of of Star Wars, I was like, oh man. He he is one of us. Yeah, so I I grew up. I remember you know from a very young age he he got the like when the trilogy came was like re released on VHS in the early oh, 90s yeah. or something. He got them and he was like, "Let me show you this world." You know, so your <laughs> son, here's son, welcome. Yeah. So yeah, it's amazing. That, I, I bet you it. can't wait till your son is old enough to to watch these things, man. Dude, it's wild. Like mapping that out where it's like I. I I'm like, how do how do I keep the, keep him hidden from all the spoilers of the, yeah. you know the the Luke, I am your father. It's like that moment was so heavy for me yeah. as a child. How do I replicate that with him? And it's like, ah, I I don't know, I don't know if I can. It'll just be know. different, you know. It's a testament of a good father if you can. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Uh, what will you, what you'll be judged on? Yeah. <laughs> Will you uh, do, have either of you seen the Christmas special? The, yes, yeah, I was going yes. okay. to mention that. I have seen the Christmas special. <laughs> We've all seen that. So yeah. that's a thing. What's Sadly. the quote? Like uh, George said, like if he could burn every copy in existence, he would. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Cool. So, uh, Force Awakens. I mean, just I forget your guys' review of it, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I think we all liked that, right? Oh yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. That that I thought I thought that was. Uh, a, a true like came back to form i guess and and mm-hmm. and then uh uh but last jedi is the one that we we're like what are we doing here like, mm-hmm. like yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, totally. and so that's where i i feel like i've kind of i i listen i 
there's a part of me that thinks that after this episode nine, as they go forward, if they go forward, I assume they will go forward with the new story. Um, if I will be as excited about hmm. after this, I guess it depends on how good this movie is because I think I realized that like, we may be asking for too much. Uh, um, and maybe we should have been happy with, with the original three. I, I mm. you know, there's part of me that loves mm. more content. Yeah. There's also a part of me that goes, I'll never be as excited as, as, uh, I was, when I, I I was I, w- I went and saw the original three and uh, or not the original three but the episode one two and three in in uh, uh, midnight showings yeah. in Marion Illinois yep. um, and and stood in line forever because I thought I, I was I was too young young to know that I was watching uh, bad cinema uh, mm-hmm. in some of those mm-hmm. moments you know and I thought oh no this is probably just as good and then as I sat on it i i realized now nah, this isn't as good as i thought it was <laughs> um and then i got pumped about force awakens like real pumped and then i was also they did the smart thing to make a lot of money they they realized oh i'm going to take my kids to see it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and i was pumped to watch i watched it i think i watched force awakens like four times in theaters like I watched it once by my uh, or once together. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it again. It was at the beginning of, of uh, we had just gotten Movie Pass, so you could go as many times as we wanted. Yeah, dude. And um, and I think about uh, um, and then I took my kids twice, and so yeah. I was I was ready, but but Last Jedi made me think, made me second guess it. So yeah, I'd like you to know hear. The, the interesting way that I like it, I have such a like highs and lows of last jedi where like i came out of it and i was like ah you know, I, like that wasn't wasn't what i necessarily wanted and then like i got even more negative on it over time and i watched it a second time in theaters and it was better than i thought like it was like okay that's okay not as bad as i thought it was for for a minute there and then it, it slowly like dwindled in my mind again and like more recently like i've been thinking about it and i'm thinking about the story dissecting like what was actually happening there and i've landed on i've I mentioned on this podcast before where it's, i think it's it's a good like it, it there's a good story there it was just delivered really not well like it was oh, it was right. not Absolutely. well delivered uh mm-hmm. out there like the 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 things they that were chosen to focus on and to heavily like nail home this this point of like ah oh, you know the jedi need to end or uh, forget the past like those things were nailed home so hard that you didn't understand like what what actually, you know, was a, a larger point at the end where we ended up in the movie where it was like, oh no, he's not the last Jedi. He's like, I am not the last Jedi. Ray, you know, right. Ray is carrying on the Jedi tradition, and and it, Kylo ended up not being right in the end. And so yeah. there are lots of these things that are in there where I'm just like, man, it's it was a such a poorly delivered movie, and it's yeah. like, so I think that's where I've landed in currently yeah. on the Last Jedi. Yeah, I think like the, I mean, the the main thing for me is like. I think it simultaneously has some of the coolest moments that I've ever seen it has in some Star cool Wars. Yeah, with also the most terrible things I've ever seen in Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. the casino like, or the high work. pants, no shirt, not a single hair <laughs> oh, on his body. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that was that's on like, one of the best. Oh my parts. clean. <laughs> I think that's what Brady looks like whenever he he gets out of the shower. Right, Le- even less hair. Less yeah. hair, even less hair than that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, well, I mean, and and there was just like a a level of like what it, what felt like um, disrespect for the franchise as a whole that I can't get past. Oh yeah, mind. yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. I yeah. that's that's really what I felt how Luke was portrayed and so many different things. I just was mm-hmm. it, it was an emotion is an internal battle for me. because like there were so many awesome moments, but then there was just so much yeah. what I felt like was injustice to it to the franchise. Totally. Oh, absolutely. And then like one the fact of the overarching just kind of just like, "All right, cool, you're going to change everything." Yeah, and then yeah, also yeah. literally cut the feet out from under whoever is going to direct the third one, <laughs> right? Just <laughs> and just because he's like, "Hey, cool, we're setting up this whole thing with uh, Snoke, and we're doing this stuff here." By the way, he's dead now. Screw that. You figure <laughs> it out. Good luck, buddy. Like, didn't take any clues at all from JJ, and and Rain was just like, "You know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. I want it to be mm-hmm. my my thing." And he's like, "Screwed everything up." Um, yeah. So we're blaming Ryan Johnson here. Oh yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Every day, he normally does such a great job in any other movie too. That's what sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I've landed on the fact that like I thought that he was going to be a good person for the job, right? But then yeah. if I look back, like he took all of these things and made them twisty in in Star Wars, where it's like, oh, you think this is going on, but then we're actually going to make it this. We think this thing yeah. is going on, we're going to make it this, and it's like. He has built entire movies in his like previous catalog around that gimmick, yeah. and so I I don't know I should have like we should have expected right. that he would totally do that with Absolutely. with Star Wars. I guess we thought he was going to be on J.J. Abrams' leash. I guess that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought like take his, but I will even say like the Last Jedi didn't seem like it. It didn't even look like other Star Wars movies, and no. yeah, and some of the shots they did. Now I'll agree with you one hundred percent, John. Uh, I I think there were some really cool moments. Like the, there was a moment whenever uh, um, Ray and Kylo were fighting together. Then that oh, reveal, man. and you go, I literally, I th- probably sat up. I was like, like that was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, but there was also a part of me that was like, what are we doing here still? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, but, yeah. But there were some hype moments. Yeah, but. All of them, I felt like, though, that most of them were undercut by something that was not delivered well. Or it was just like, ah, right. well, that, was, that would have been great, except for yeah, the, right, the next scene, we turned it and made it this. And absolutely. so, you know, in my mind, like, one of the coolest Star Wars moments was ramming the ship in, in hyperspace. Like, it's, yes, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. That I was amazing. Go, How have we never seen this before? Right. Exactly. Right. That was like, it's like awesome. Yeah. And you you land on those things like we haven't seen that in Clone Wars. We haven't seen that in any of the animated stuff. And it's and we know from you know literally it's set up in a New Hope that you can hit things in light speed. Oh, we got to calculate this. There. We don't want to run into a star. And like we've never seen this before. So I think like in that note, like somebody in the writers' room, Ryan Johnson or whoever, landed on this amazing thing of like, well, we're gonna do that. Yeah. And that was amazing. It's one of the most cool things in Star Wars. Yeah. And it will yeah. always be that. Yeah. Um, from a visual perspective, from an audio perspective, the fact that like the sound cuts at that point, it's amazing. Yeah. But then that is undercut by like the circumstances surrounding it and the circumstances of like, oh, we're I, yeah, the, it's a it's, slow speed chase. Yeah, it's like it's all undercut by that, the things that was around the it. It's like, oh, chase. and also the fact that like oh we got two of the people off of this thing and they're running around canto bite and then they come back to the ship and it's only been a couple hours and uh and it just doesn't make it we 
yeah. we can't find a way to make these people ex- escape or we can't share our plan with everybody so that that adventure doesn't have to happen i don't know there's a lot of things that just undercut those cool moments and uh and so yeah that's kind of where where i land on it force awakens the only thing that I've, I have ever thought was wrong with Force Awakens was it was a lot of mystery boxes, which is a J.J. Abrams yeah, thing. And, it's like, and it was a lot of, uh, of fast pacing. Um, and that's a Star Wars thing, though, because whenever A New Hope came out, it was the fastest edited film that people had ever seen. And so right, it makes right. sense that you would up that game and, and make it a fast, quickly edited film um, for the force awakens so like you know both of those things are easily explainable but last jedi just kind of down the line it's like man there's all these all these things in the pros and cons column they both kind of stack up so right um one last thing before we get i watch this me and kaylin watch this (laughs) um i will say at the end of of last jedi i think my final say was i don't think i like that movie I guess, I guess I'll find out when they come out with the next one whether I like yeah. that movie or not. I yeah. think it, yeah. it was all kind of. I I wanted to hope that they had like the answers to all the weird things they did yeah. in that mm-hmm. movie in this movie, and mm-hmm. so I, being the optimist that I am, I was like, I don't want to say I hate this movie, but. God, they better have. They better know what they're doing, and yeah. and mm-hmm. and I would like yeah. to think they do. Um, the rise of Skywalker. Mm. I told you guys. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that that name. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? So, without spoiling the trailer. Okay. You want to talk and about that, that after I watch the trailer? Yeah, let's talk about that after you watch the trailer. Because yeah. I, okay. okay, so I will say I was with I, I'm with you because I heard the the title before I watched the trailer. Yeah. And uh like you texted it to me. Yeah. And uh and then I watched the trailer and I was like <clears throat> yeah, I'm good with it, you know? And and there's there's it's not like it it was like I still understand the perspective of like oh, it's it, we're we're literally making this about a single family. It's always been an ensemble like kind of a cast thing yeah. going on here. We're may now making it about a singular thing. But I also like in watching the trailer. I was like, no, it fits. So we'll okay. we'll see what you think after you watch it. It's not oh, going to be like mind blowing. I'm not going to promise that oh, or anything. Okay. But maybe it's like that. maybe I d- later on, um, I will put the audio. Can't you just watch it on the screen? It is. Let's just watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, let's just watch yeah. it. We're just, good. You you can, can you put pull it, it up there. Yeah. I was yeah. going to do it on my phone, <laughs> but, but I'm like, yes, you, can. you can't watch that on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh shame. my gosh! <laughs> Don't shame me right now. Did you watch it on your phone? No, I watched it on a huge screen. <laughs> to How be fair, watch I watched it, it on a it phone in the- and headphones because I my uh, Desmond was asleep on me, but I watched it really close to my face. So oh you know. yeah, so it's like the, the optical illusion that you were standing in front of a giant wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will probably uh, uh, if you guys want to do this too. I'll probably put the audio of the yeah. Absolutely. In here because if, uh, but I'm going to try to stay real quiet uh, while this is happening. And then you you do you. Do do what you do if you would normally watch this. I'm just going to enjoy watching you watch this. I know. I know. That's the main thing here. It's just, it should be the only one. That one right there. I'm seeing a thumbnail. Don't don't watch the Fast and Furious trailer. Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need is a more, more Fast and the Furious. It's more it's, it's more grounded, you know? Yeah, All right. Yeah, did you not know they're, they're coming out with another one? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's uh, Hobbs and... Uh, 
Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shabs, yeah. yeah. Who's Hobbs and Shaw? It's uh, uh, the, Rock <laughs> the Rock and, and Jason Statham. So I knew The Rock was in the Fast and Furious, but Jason, <laughs> Jason Statham, Statham is too? In, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. This was is in the like latest the one. I've only seen one, the first one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've seen... I love, I think, I, I'm just like... I'm enjoying watching your like your mind like try to work out all of these things. <laughs> this is too much, <laughs> guys. We're going to do another episode <laughs> just about... We're going to do another Fast reveal of, head, of <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, dude. Head just explodes. <laughs> and that will be the most popular podcast we've ever seen put out. Okay, here we go. All right. All right. Do this. How long is this thing? Two minutes long? Two, yeah, two minutes and 13. Oh, dear God. Here we go. Watch it be an ad. What What are you doing? Trying to turn it Okay. <laughs> We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. <laughs> Hold on. Before you say anything, did you guys uh, watch the uh, the panel and everything? Uh, yeah. Right before this? Yeah. Like yes. when they debuted this live? Yeah. Yes. And then what immediately happened after that? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happened after that? Immediately after that, um, wow, I just forgot his name. What's his name? Anthony? Ian McDermott. Ian e e McDermott is on stage and in the voice he does it. That's Palpatine. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm -hmm. says, "Roll it again." So oh. hold on a freaking second. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, that's a teaser. That gave so much. You don't need to have anything else. That's already too much information. Maybe you're right. just desensitized to see. That's why he said. That's why you probably shouldn't see it. It could be disinformation, though. That's okay. true. Okay. But but they don't do that that often. They they really don't like. It's not like the Avengers and stuff like that. They what they put a lot of extra things in or remove things. Star Wars doesn't really put extra stuff out there just to throw you off. 
That's true. For the most part, they don't. Yeah, you're correct. Real quick, uh, on my phone, I'm doing screen by screen, shot by shot, so I can kind of, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's well, yeah, a lot of information in that yeah. two minutes. Because we've probably had plenty of time to look at yeah, shot for I'm shot. Still, okay. My mind's still processing <laughs> totally. everything. So I'm just that first shot of, of uh, Ray. Ray always looks good. Good she, for her. She always yeah. has like the perfect, on, like around her hair, like just a couple strands hanging down. She's, she's <laughs> I like good. Daisy. Daisy's <laughs> hair's on like Daisy. <laughs> okay, so um, is she on... Is she on Tatooine or, or we don't know. Jakku? So this this you know it could be Jakku, it could be Tatooine. There's a shot later that looks like it might be in like a pod racer course or something like that. Well, because yeah. they have the, well, it looks like they're being chased and they're in yeah. there. It's a uh, hydration uh, field and everything because it has all those um, like the what are they called? Jakku didn't have that 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 many mountains, right? Uh, not where, not where at least Ray was the initially. part that we are familiar with. Uh, Tatooine right, right. did had st- that. Type yeah, of stuff. that's why. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be more... just like them to go back to Tatooine, right? But totally. that's what. It, that, so, like, they do have that scene where they're run, rushing through there and it looks like they're running away from uh, stormtroopers. Hold on, and they sorry, have I have the, so much word vomit. Have, I want to uh, have the, <laughs> no, uh, right. the moisture farm. It's a moisture farm. That's what those things are. Moisture and farm. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, I need you to be quiet for a second. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> Um, did, you, did you just notice? That's isn't that? Uh, yes, Luke Skywalker. Yes, yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She repaired it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know she can. We also later on we saw him repairing his helmet. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, it's not. It's not him. Like it's. It's a hand of it, some species that is not human. So it's, it's like, like a fuzzy really? hand. Okay. Okay. Like, like, we like know it's not. We know it's not him because he no. doesn't have a hair on his body, and that hand repairing the hair <laughs> is super hairy. Yeah, <laughs> very totally. hairy. Actually, he has Robin William, Williams' <laughs> arms, but everything else is bald. <laughs> uh, um, I, I find it fascinating. Like we repaired two of two things that are that were shattered or broken in by Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Well, the other crazy thing is like so. Like, back to the lightsaber. I don't know that you can repair a kyber crystal, and I think the crystal got destroyed too. Yes. So, like, she's either found another crystal or something. One of the so uh, one of the rites you, of passage for a young Padawan is to yep. f- to find your find, own yeah. kyber crystal in uh, in one of the locations that they are in the galaxy. And so, uh-huh. most of the time, they happen like Jedi temples True. are around where the Je- uh, kyber crystals are. And so, you know, you would assume maybe she has uh, found a kyber crystal and r- so, fixed so- this lightsaber. You're you're saying she probably went her own little journey, maybe, to find mm-hmm. this kyber crystal, which means maybe she found other Jedi. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't. We don't know who Luke is talking to. Like, he says we've we've taught her everything we can. Yeah, we've, I think uh, he's, he's talking to her. It almost like we taught he's you. Saying weave. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he he's saying we. I assume true. that they, he is talking about Yoda, yeah. and and yeah. we'll probably see. Um, I mean, because we're we're not. Uh, we obviously know that um, force projection. Yeah, he. Uh, God, I'm going to sound like a complete noob because I don't have all the words right here with me. I hate <laughs> no, that I'm you guys you. are so prepared, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so unsettling. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like trying to put thoughts together. Yeah. That, uh, but <laughs> the idea that there he could be Yoda, it could be Yoda. Yeah, um, Qui Gon, Qui Gon Jin, yeah. yeah. Um, Obi Wan, yeah, even yeah. even Anakin, yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> totally. So, so what? I mean, there were rumors that Christian Haydenson would show up in this movie. Yes, there are. Really, you serious? Really. There are rumors yeah. that they, there's doing a uh, re, re 
what is it is called? he have from his busy schedule <laughs> they're doing a bunch of re-recording starting uh in like at the end of the month uh there's rumors that he may be on that there may be some like audio that he only does but mm. there's a lot of rumors along with that every generation oh. has a legend okay that's just standard hey real quick yeah why does every from force awakens Last Jedi, and now this one. Always start with someone breathing heavy. <laughs> that actually, that actually, <laughs> that actually wasn't in the the video. That was John breathing really heavily. One hundred percent. You know, that was that was just right. me. I was I was just gearing myself up for uh, for, for the trailer. It, I, I got to get the extra the, oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a all? That's a throwback to Vader. Yeah. Uh, say. But. Uh, um, <laughs> But the first one had Finn coming out of nowhere, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then and then you have. Uh, I'm so glad I watched those trailers. Uh, <laughs> those are actually fresh in my mind. Uh, and uh, and then it has uh, Ray put her hand down, and what you think at, when? It, mm-hmm. And they all do the fade in, the fade in mm-hmm. to to color, huh? Yeah, have you yeah. guys ever noticed yeah, yeah. that? Am I? Do I feel like he I knows got a hot that just because he just watched them all? <laughs> That's right, wild. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, defer to you. It shows, if I remember correctly, it shows like that Tie Fighter, right? That, yep. Well, are which, they interceptors or whatever? Which we don't know if it's Kylo or not. Yeah, yeah Kylo's. Yeah. So Kylo's ship that we've seen in the past has been like a little bit more squished, like it's a it's a souped up interceptor, whereas this looks like just a standard kind of interceptor. I so mean, like it our, looks different than yeah. the uh, than any other interceptor. Also, right. uh, he also That's did true. get in a wreck, if I remember correctly, some damage to his ship. And yeah. so, uh, and Good then point. they show the hands grip. It could be that could be from a different scene completely. They could have edited totally. that together. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it makes it yeah. seem it's like a, that could be Kylo. If it's right. not, it's going to be very interesting to who it is that would be coming well, at it her. It could just be just a regular peon. Right. Too. But I wouldn't so, see like the hands, yeah. them, them doing the hands thing for that if it was true. Well, and we wonder if like, is she, is she training with this person? Because otherwise, why is it, why is it not firing at her? Right. Ooh, Absolutely. Ooh, I like so, that thought. So into with that right there, um, I've talked with people about this, and they're all like, "Oh, it looks like he's uh like he, this coming at her, and she's getting ready to dodge it and everything. Do like this force jump and dodge it and get away." Yeah. My immediate thought when I saw that is, it looks like she is getting ready to jump on that and ride it out. <laughs> That'd be and amazing. that would be, be wild. I would love freaking that. Freaking awesome. Just mm-hmm. wielding that, that saber and everything and just like jumping on it, grabbing it, and just riding it up. I'm like, that would be so killer for her to. That's a scene right before it goes into a fight. And that, yeah. oh my doesn't, gosh. Doesn't Ezra jump on ships like that in Rebels? Yes, he does. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of a thing that's happened through like so the first time that somebody rode a ship uh, on the outside of a ship it was um, Plo Koon in Clone Wars mm-hmm. and Filoni put that in so the the Clone Wars got lead and George Lucas asked him about it. he said how how is he doing that and he's like well it's like the Force he's like it would allow him to uh, to to do this you know this physical feat or whatever and George yeah. is like pardon okay. me what's just going okay. on we okay, wrote sure. it that way that's why <laughs> it's like I'm it. the Force but like I mean so, so George it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> there is precedent for riding ships, you know. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, like, that's one thing I saw that I was like, man, I hope that'd be so rad. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. that I'm on. I'm on your side with that now. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. <laughs> that fighter coming up and she jumps. Let me ask you a question. Something I noticed has um, in Star Wars has there ever been a slow motion shot like that? Oh man. Oh man. I don't like, think they've not ever done a slow motion. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really think of anything yeah. that has been done like that. So I can't either. I can't, I can't either. either. That's right. unusual. That's fascinating. Right? Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Then it says it's this Christmas. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, we've known. <laughs> you know, every two years on Christmas, pretty much. So, um. <laughs> uh, the next scene is uh, they showed like a, a a ship going through like almost a dark, like rocky area to maybe a town. Yeah, so it's either um, like the two places that it reminds me of. There's a place in Rebels where there's a. Um, it's the first time Ahsoka fights Darth Vader. And there's this Sith temple there. It kind of looks like maybe that planet. Okay. Or there's a place in Rogue One, that one place that they go. Right. I forget what it's called. Where it's the place where, building uh, the, where the, the, the architect dies. Like So the architect of the uh, of the Death Star, he dies there like on right. that runway or whatever. Like, yeah. It kind of looks like it could be that That's location. That's what I think it looks like. See, uh-huh. I saw that, but I, like, I thought there was a little more foliage in mm-hmm. this. So, yeah. Which those other places were pretty barren places. God, we're such nerds. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's a little and, more and so, shrubbery. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, and with well that, known fact. <laughs> you suck. You suck. <laughs> um, Ray, you need these? Huh? No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but no, like they say, like enough time has passed. Like based on the panel that you guys didn't see, enough yeah, time yeah. has passed between this that probably a rebel base has been set up. Hmm. Yeah. And then sense. also a thing I saw uh, I I uh, did some researching on. They have some like sp- big pillars on two of the big platforms that are mm. very reminiscent of the uh, Jedi temples. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. So that awesome. could be another that thing. Would be also. Interesting. Could be where Ray got that. her Kyber crystals, nerds. Oh yeah, that's right. It could be. Really that's well right. That one. <laughs> Sorry, I had uh, to tie that in a knot for you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. They also said, like, one of the things, like, in this trailer, we see so many different locations, and they said that, like, okay, we're going to do a lot of planet hopping, I think is what the yeah. words that they used. I like, like that. that intrigues me. That's cool. I like that because I always thought that, like, something that's great about a Star Wars movie, if it's a great Star Wars movie, is it has a bunch of... What are you laughing about? Uh, it has because, a, you, because you said a Star Wars movie, and it just made me think of that. Like, go see a Star Wars. Yeah, the Arrested <laughs> Development where the mother goes, go see a Star Wars. <laughs> um, no, is uh, locations like like uh, they always have like phenomenal. One of the best things about uh, uh, Last Jedi was that salt planet. It looked so beautiful. Oh, totally. Yeah. What is it called? Oh, I don't remember what it was called, but that was Crater awesome. or Crater or whatever. It was like some weird whatever. But all yeah. that to say, I like whenever that, and then they enter, they have, they just have great character development. If those two things exist, you kind of feel like you're watching a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next scene is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren likes. You think he has a cabin in the woods somewhere? He just likes hanging out in the woods. <laughs> he's always. <laughs> he's always in the woods. Yeah. Oh, he is always in the woods. I mean, is, is who's he killing there though? Is it a Knight uh, of Ren? That's that's what I thought. Like it looks. Reminiscent of a Knights of Ren. Yeah, he's, he body slams or hits him with oh, that yeah. uh, rock bottoms him. Well, yeah. I mean, he's also got those. Uh, he he knows what he's doing. He's 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 wounding. He's not like you know. Yeah. Completely killing him because he's got the. Uh, How do we know that? We I don't, don't know. know that. I'm just saying he's got those uh, the the whatever they're called the, the bracers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The the hilt of the uh, of the lightsaber there, just driving it into this person's stomach. I feel like that would kill them. You think? Yes, I mean okay. it cauterizes at the same time, so maybe he just hit a like oh, a flesh yeah. wound or something like that. You know, maybe. 
<laughs> That's a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound. It's so you can't, flesh wound. You can't it's say flesh, flesh wound. wound. <laughs> somewhere there is a doctor working on like someone that's on the verge of death. And someone goes, what is this? Just a flesh wound. And all of them are laughing. <laughs> this guy's dying. And they all go, it's merely Dude's a Dude's dying wound. and still laughing. Yeah, yeah. He's going, that's funny. That's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah, okay. You, I think it's you, fascinating that he's not wearing a helmet in this, in this yeah, moment. True. Totally. That's but true. in the next moment, they're repairing the helmet. So right. it's like, mm, right. I don't know. So about that, that planet, that area he's at, what is that? Because I don't know, man. He was... Like he, wherever he was, he's like, we've already been to a place like that, but that is all like the, with the sky so red and everything. They have they, it was red because of the 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 weapon they had. Yeah, the right. Star Killer base. I mean, yeah. Star Killer. Could everything. It be so, go ahead. a wooded place on Mustafar. That's the only thing place like that we've seen that is even remotely like that. Hmm. Right. But why is it so red? Like, do they have another Star yeah. Killer? I mean, in the the world of Star oh, Wars, they had another Death Star hanging out somewhere. <laughs> so maybe they have another Star Killer somewhere uh, also. Star- Brady, you don't, they don't start do a new project and go, what if this one doesn't work? What if one wire's out of place? We need to have a, a backup. <laughs> All right? Well, <laughs> I mean, true. and also, like, what if, it, what if this one's, like, twice as big as well as halfway finished? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, next is uh, looks like Poe and and Finn on a rock formation. Of some yep. F- uh, <laughs> they're just out there, Indiana Jones in it. Yeah, you know? yeah they're, they're just, like, yeah. out there. Like we're supposed to be here. <laughs> they're like, um, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. So BBA has a friend. Has a friend. Yep, mm-hmm. they brought him out on stage, and I don't know how in the world that thing moves around, but it's, it's crazy. I thought the same thing as B- with when BB-8 was revealed. Oh, I was yeah, just originally. like, this is magic. It's just completely magic. Yeah. It's, uh, his name's Dio. Not like the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's immediately <laughs> where I went. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I go, oh? Oh? <laughs> uh, Dio. Okay. But yeah, but he's along for the journey also in this one. Man, that's... I'm interested. How come no droids, like, really fly? I mean, R2 like, does. Like, yeah, yeah, R2 he's, flies. He's the I know, but I, I know, I know he does. I mean, like, but like standard, like standard like wings. Yeah, no, like <laughs> like uh, Eva on Wall-E. Oh, yeah, oh. that's that's kind of what R2D2 does. does. He has little jetpacks that shoot out of his uh, out of his legs. He's, he, but he's capable. But he, he, yeah, but he, I mean, has to, also, he has to land. Like I see, I know what you're saying. Like Eva on uh, on Wally, like he's almost like a magnet or something like that. Like, yeah. Know, you know? Yeah. yeah. Also, he sits in a X-wing and flies around all over the place. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without a pilot. Yeah, without a pilot, he's flying the whole thing by himself. <laughs> I, I don't need all this, guys. <laughs> okay, we're showing light speed in uh, uh, oh. Millennium Falcon, but Billy D. Williams, man, yeah, he's back. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. This was the first moment in the in the trailer, the first time I watched it, where like I kind of like teared up. I was just like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Yeah, <laughs> it's and Lando. Lando. Yeah. And <laughs> you recognize the shirt he's wearing? It's the yellow shirt from uh, from Solo. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, wearing, that's he, the only thing that that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he's wearing the exact same shirt that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Had? What would be worse is if they Donald made Glover's. Donald Glover just look older and not have <laughs> yeah. Billy D. Williams back? <laughs> we just all wear the same clothes in sixty years. I wonder if, if like maybe that shirt was in a hidden compartment in the Millennium Falcon, and he like <laughs> yeah. whenever he comes back, he's like, "Yeah, I've been meaning to get this shirt back." Oh you know? my god, <laughs> that would be great! Oh, I love man. that. In uh, uh, Solo, didn't um, 
Okay, so didn't uh, Lando say I'm going to get that ship back? And Han says, over my dead body. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, it's too soon. <laughs> Son of a gun, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's real trying dark. to keep it positive here on the Movie Brothers podcast. I don't know what you're doing over there. It's staying hard. <laughs> All right. The saga comes to an end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the end of everything for quite a while. They're not going to do another anything in this world other than the TV show and some cartoons. There's not going to be any more movies for a little while. Um, but there are two other directors already working on trilogies, but that's not coming out for at Did least Ryan Johnson's years. trilogy get cut off? So they came out with some news last week, and basically Kathleen Kennedy said that Ryan Johnson and the uh, the Game of Thrones guys, yeah. um, they are working on the next, what the next 10 years of the Star Wars franchise looks like. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That's but all they've said. And they've said that this is not only like the end of movies for a while, like this is the end of this like Skywalker this whole, saga. Yeah, We're not going to get an episode done. 10, at least yeah. what they're saying. So this is going to be the bow, uh, a little bow on the end of everything, and I, then start with something completely new. Listen, so much pressure. I it has a lot of pressure, but <laughs> I think it has to come to an end. Yeah, it does. Right? What do you yeah, guys I mean, feel about that? Like the only the only other alternative that like we've talked about that like we'd love to see is if they kind of like took the Marvel approach to it, and we got a Ray solo film or a Poe solo film, and maybe yeah. some more characters, yeah. and they came back together for like a big get together. And maybe they didn't. A maybe they barbecue. don't like finish the like or continue the the numbered system. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what if they like it's that's you know it's the Star Wars version of Avengers every like few years. Yeah, I think about like Thor Ragnarok where it's like, oh, this is a team up movie between essentially Thor and Hulk. and uh and the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. And it's like, oh, then we add in this new character, Valkyrie, and like now they're teaming up for the next Avengers movie. So if you kind of yeah. translate that to the Star Wars universe, I would love to see kind of the the current young cast, so like the Poe, the Finn, the Ray, and like team up and do different things across the galaxy and then eventually a threat large enough to bring everyone together brings everyone together for the star wars episode 10 the new and they kind of have a have a one-off there so like that would that would bring so many people back in yeah and i don't know that was what i would do so right right surely they thought about that they thought they surely they're not sitting here surely oh i just always think that like here we are, five dudes that love this property. Uh-huh. Totally, totally. And we have no financial investment in it at all. So <laughs> billions of dollars. Surely, I, I always think that, God, there's someone in there going, man, we should definitely think about the idea of like the reason Darth Vader was such a great character and such a great villain and maybe the most lovable villain of all time. The most loved villain of all time, right? Mm, yeah. Um, is because we had three movies before he met his end. Like we saw yeah. him, it was perfectly written yeah. for him. And well, then we brought and, him and back. Largely, as a they young didn't try to humanize person. him through his own actions or through yeah. his own things. Yeah. They, he was largely just a bad dude that would just kill people that you also knew were bad dudes and then like would attempt to kill other people but never really succeeded did a good job at like killing the jedi that much right and then like you find out this information about him in kind of an offhanded way at the end of the second movie right and then you start humanizing him through the lens of luke and so it's yeah it was a very odd journey that you take with with him and that's why he's like one of the most loved ones because you're like man he was just this dark force before, and then you learn all this stuff about him near the end of his like 
stuff. And oh, well, you now he dies. Have and, five okay, minutes sweet. with him with as a as someone you sympathize with. Yeah, yeah, and, and that I, was like, I, I look at that and I think about him. like what they try are trying to do with like Kylo, and it's like it's completely opposites. Where it's like oh, we're yeah. trying to like humanize Kylo before you even know him, really. Like yeah. it's like yeah. oh no, he's uh-huh. been Solo, and you're like okay, sweet, but then. I don't know. You have the whole Last Jedi thing yeah. happen, so yeah, I don't you know. Don't ever build the real villain out of him. You just see this confused yeah. kid, and that's mm-hmm. about it. And then right. yeah. Snow. I, f- I feel yeah. like I've met guys like Kylo that I'm like I don't really <laughs> like you that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and then you know, it's like I've never met anyone like Darth Vader. You know. Right. Exactly. And and so and then we put them on every T-shirt. I like my kids have like three T-shirts with Darth Vader on it. <laughs> I mean, like, they don't have any other t-shirt with any other... Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, Darth Vader is probably... I mean, the whole Star Wars franchise is amazing. Luke is a huge, iconic thing. Chewie, obviously. Solo's always been my favorite, but... But... Totally. Darth Vader translates over all of that and always has. Like, that is the number one, like, marketing tool for them is, like, Darth Vader. Everything is Darth Vader. Like, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. they push Darth Vader more than anything, and it shows. Yeah. Well, and then honestly, like as it was playing out, you know, for you, like it's he's the moment that they reveal this information that's that kind of somewhat supposed to humanize where it's oh, he's Luke Skywalker's father is also the moment that he like attempts to like he cuts off Luke's hand and like, you know, is it going to kill him? Yeah. And so like, yeah, you have all these uh, these kind of two handed things that makes him a great villain. And so, yeah, it's it's he's great. Okay, we're halfway through this. Tra- Darth Vader is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All hail Darth Vader. What they should do is just go, go ahead far. and bring okay. back Darth Vader. Just bring the Darth Vader back. Maybe yeah. that's him t- uh, laughing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just That'd kidding. Be... He doesn't need to come back. Um, but uh, uh, okay, so we're almost done with this video. Um, yeah, yeah. I, now I'm seeing them on a uh, on probably that same yeah. desert planet that yeah. Yeah. that she's might be training on, like you said. Yeah. And that it, also might be a training ground that that we're just seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this um, one they're on that skiff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like it looks like like Jabba's oh. skiff from de- uh, Return of the Jedi. From Return of the Jedi. So, yeah. so the thing with that, like, so they got to be on Tatooine. No, like, yes. so my thing with that is it 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 looks like that skiff, but it looks like it's a trading skiff. So like you see like mm. like plants and grains and stuff like that. So it yeah, looks like they, it was one of those things like they just jumped on and stole it real quick to get out of there. Yeah, you would think that it's potentially similar to uh, Ray's speeder on Jakku, maybe even. Maybe. Um, right, right. And plus, everybody just wants to go back to Jakku. Yeah. And we, I don't know why. And also, if I, may, I don't know if you know this into uh, the comic books at all, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong or if you know. Oh, I can't uh, wait in, to correct you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe, um, what's his name? Uh, Plagueis built a, a temple or like a. a um, a laboratory in uh, Anjaku. Yes. Brady has so, a little notebook here oh, that he keeps referring to. Because I have, I, I have <laughs> plenty of notes so about this thing. About this. I love it. It wasn't, it wasn't Plagueis, though. I thought it was... It wasn't it... Uh, 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 what's his face? Palpatine? Pal- Maybe, didn't Palpatine do it there? Or I did he just like take over Plagueis' thing there? I know some, I, there's, a, there's a thing there with like like artifacts and yes, stuff like that. Yes, I believe it was Plagueis' originally because... Uh, and then uh, Palpatine took it over after Plagueis uh, died. Because it, this all started with... Plagueis trying to dive deeper into the uh, the true force in general, like all the dark stuff that they've all forgotten about, and also you, uh, cloning himself. 
Yep. You say that he died, like exactly. just like he died natural causes, as if uh, Palpatine didn't murder him in his sleep or right. whatever. Right. Yes. Know, so. Exactly. Yes. Very true. Very true. Uh, but yeah, that's like I I believe if I remember correctly, that's where it was originally Plagueis's, and then um, Palpatine had that base with all a bunch of relics and a bunch of uh, also testing that he did there. Mm. So. I'm starting to second mm. guess how our father died because you're the one that told me that he passed away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to rise the power eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like just a, if I just ran if he comes up to you guys and says uh, Josh died. Uh, we will question it. Yeah, please question it. And we'll slowly watch Brady slide into. Yeah, that's like the joke. The joke. joke is that if something happens to me, Brady would just slide into my life, and, uh, and yeah, no I'll, one will just I'll, say a word. I'll take his wife, his kids. Like, It'll be like the, uh, the Berenst- family the just had Brady. Berenstain, Stain Bears thing. We'll just be like, oh, it's, I guess it's always been this way. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, yeah. there was no Josh Clifton. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see C three PO. That was the other thing about that. It's like he is kind of pointless other than as a translator. So I think that whenever they mm. t- they probably went to this planet trying to find out some information, maybe trying to find out where they can find kyber ki- crystals. Yeah. Who knows? And uh, using him as a translator, that's why he's with them on this running away. Um, but yeah, that's why I think that it was more than just training. Also, you skip the thing. Uh, stormtroopers with jetpacks. Oh man, I forgot all That's about right. that. Yeah, I'm right. so stoked about that. Like they yeah. do it in the cartoons, they do it in uh, Rebels, they do it in um, uh, Clone Wars. Is that happening yeah. here? Yes, like you'll, you'll see yeah. them come out of that. Oh, I didn't um, realize that was Stormtroopers. That is amazing. I'm so stoked for that. Totally, totally. So yeah, so you right there, you see two stormtroopers oh, coming yeah. out, of, out right. of there on jet, yeah. jetpacks. That's a stormtrooper. Yes, it looks like one of the droids from the first uh, episode one. No, that's definitely a, a stormtrooper. You, wait, you think that's one a of those droids? Oh, just make fun of me some more, Brady. Just please <laughs> do it. Please. It also could just be Harry Potter uh, chasing the yeah, snitch. That's true. Yeah. 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 Very true. Uh, what a great crossover. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe um, just shows up. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, that metal that uh, we assume, is it Leia? They look like old hands. Leia's yeah, that's holding? The, uh, that's the metal that they get after New Hope. the first Death Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, so maybe that's her being reminiscent and thinking about Han Han and like a tribute to Han. Yeah. But, and also how Chewbacca never got one of these, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What's up with that? That's wookiest. (laughs) (laughs) That is wookiest. hundred (laughs) percent. He did just as much. Actually, who should have got one. Was uh, R two D two for sure? Who totally. I didn't see like, in this trailer. None of, like none of the non-human characters. Like this is totally like you know. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> we didn't see in this trailer. R two D two. I didn't see a single no. time in this. No. no. Well, he. I mean, we didn't. There. We barely saw him in Force Awakens. So right. you know. True. And that that R two D two is such a pivotable character in my opinion, but. Uh, this picture of uh, uh, Leia, or as uh, the teaser would like to say, Leah, Leah. Uh, <laughs> holding <laughs> holding Ray. That's got to yeah. be uh, B footage from the from the last yeah. movie. Yeah, probably. so they totally. took a lot of footage from the first two and spliced it in, and did some obviously some editing to make it because that is her in her new outfit as as uh, Ray. Um, so there's a lot of extra footage uh, that they use from the one and two or seven and eight. This is uh, my favorite yeah. shot of the whole whole thing. 
Uh, it, it reminds me, it's like almost like the gang's all here. Yeah, like right. it shows them coming over that, that grassy hill. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you notice uh, Poe's arm is, is uh, hurt. Is damaged. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this makes me think. Uh, now, she does have Luke's um, uh, uh, saber. saber already. But isn't right after this, I see the, the wreckage of one of the Death Stars. Yeah. 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 So, and then shortly after this, we hear Palpatine's Palpatine. laughing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, could we assume that sorry, is Sorry. Uh, just uh, like, don't make fun of me if I say something stupid until I finish this, this comment, okay? No promises. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, first off, I get a very, one thing I've never seen in a, a Star Wars that I'd love to see. Is the fact that like it almost feels like that shot remind me so much of like the Fellowship of the Ring, like mm. them coming over and going on a quest together, all together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you, uh, the one thing that fights that is the fact that you told me they're gonna do a lot of world jumping, planet jumping here. But uh, I'd like to think that like they all come together. If this is the last stand, uh, and they gotta come here for some reason, mm. and then all of a sudden Palpatine's here, like. The- or, or s- even his ghost or something. Yeah. Yeah. They did For- say. Force ghost is definitely an option. Yeah. They did say, before we get to that, they did say, uh, Kathleen made a point to say, this time the gang is all together. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, they're going to go that. off on these, like, separate yeah. adventures like The Last Jedi. There will be more of that for sure in this one. Yeah. The, the interesting thing, um, about Palpatine and about the idea of, like, him coming back, they. I think she also mentioned that, that that was part of the plan from the beginning. <laughs> she says that, but then yeah, it's like anytime <laughs> Damien says like, "No, we planned all of this from the beginning." It's it's the similar thing to like whenever uh, Damien Lindelof was trying to end Lost, and he's like, "There's this element of the audience that they want you to have thought about the end at the very beginning." He's like, "But then also they want you to like pivot whenever things go wrong or whenever things aren't right. the way that they want them." And he's like, "And so you have to like balance both of those things." And he's like, "And the other way is like." You can just say at the end of it, this is how I intended it from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. And it'll yeah. be fine. So I, I mean, don't know. You know, that's one thing like to tie into what you said there. Like, like Lindelof said, like, oh, the the whole thing is translated in the first two episodes. You can see the ending in the first two episodes. And I still have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I still have yeah. I, I've watched that. Hundreds of thousands of times, probably. If Hundreds you squint of of really hard, hit yourself really hard on the head, yeah. then watch it, you know. <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's what it you is. You have to take PCP. <laughs> hey, um, uh, okay, and then just uh, the logo, Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker after Palpatine's yeah. uh, laugh. Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be a foolish thing to say, I think. Does it matter that the, I don't know if we've ever seen a Star Wars logo that's blue or purple no it's it's first it's yeah. uh i think it's purplish yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah and Ma- so makes you think the- of samuel jackson's character <laughs> well, like, mace windu comes back yeah that's, that's what <laughs> we're talking about mace windu confirmed he's like i'm tired of people on this mother faustus plane you know? <laughs> in so many Falcon. interviews i remember around the time that like they were bringing um like before force awakens came out he had like he was vying for it he was like it's like you know mace windu could still be alive yeah. It could be fine. You never see him die. We could bring him back. That would be so um, great. But the uh, there's lots of people that have, have put out there where we, to get the purple color, you would have to combine blue and red. So maybe that's oh, the symbolism. Yeah. But True. 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 Oh. 
All right, so uh, let's get into some theory here. Or, like, yeah, is there yeah, anything yeah. that you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about Palpatine. Yeah, okay. It's the big one. So, yeah, that's that's huge. That's very huge. And like I mentioned earlier, he did in, I believe it's called the, the Legion's um, uh, comic series, he dabbled, dabbled, I mean, just on the side, uh, with trying to make clones of himself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an expanded universe thing now. So it's like right. in the legends. So it's not technically canon at this point. Right. But yeah, right. like that's absolutely what happened in that storyline. Yeah, that's how he came back. He had clones of himself that were like uh, they would um, come alive if he ever died. Yeah, basically. That's and convenient. So <laughs> in actual canon, in the campaign of Battlefront Two. You had uh, droids that, like, whenever whenever he died, like that would were walking around with, with his his face on their screen, yeah. giving orders to people. So there was like that element of it as well. So like this is something in canon is that he did have contingencies for when he would die. Right. So it makes me also wonder, like, um, like Plagueis and him dabbling in that also, if he found out a way. They also said in the uh, panel that they're going to see a lot more force. Um, abilities that we've never seen before, a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if maybe because they say you have to renounce the dark side completely to be able to actually have force projection. So I wonder if he figured out a way around that. Maybe that's how he is able to do stuff like that. Maybe or if that is literally just recordings of him in those robots. I don't yeah, think I'm comfortable I think that's with you. Probably, like that's what the implication was in the video game. But I don't. So, I mean, like that's fascinating. Here's the only thing that thinks makes you think like it's actually like. It's either a, a hologram or he's actually back. Is that JJ made some kind of comment? Someone asked him, like, what was it like working with Ian? And he was like, man, Ian's just such a fantastic actor and I uh, loved working with him and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's not something you say who's, like, to somebody who just comes in and does a couple lines. Right, you know? exactly. right. Exactly. Not exactly. a small role. I don't think I'm it's okay with the way you use the word dabble. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> Because I dabbled in painting mm. for a little bit, and I made pretty good <laughs> stick figures. He, so let's. These guys very he, much. He devoted a lot of time, yeah, and a lot of resources uh, to it, like a lot of probably the uh, the government's money, also. Right. Yeah. You mean so so Josh? You mean you don't have like a secret secret like painting lab somewhere on another planet? No, I'm. No, I wish. I wish. I don't. I'm the, Raven Hill's not making that much money, guys. <laughs> I mean, so okay. So here's the other thing. Like, what if he's just been alive in the wreckage of the uh, the Death Star for the past like forty years? That would be silly, right? <laughs> I mean, that'd be the silliest. Okay, that'd so, be the silliest version of so that. So when he died, <laughs> so when, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, it would. Yeah. He's just, you get there, there, yeah. he's just he like chilling under some wreckage, being like, "Hey guys, I'm kind of hungry. Hey, Can you pass me a sandwich? Help! 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 Little help now." Then uh, again, at the same time, I will say, like, if that's not something that um, I would put past the Star Wars franchise, because you no, have yeah, like Darth Maul came back. Like Dave Filoni was talking about how the first time like George Lucas approached him was like, "What if Darth Maul was alive?" After episode he one, got cut he felt, like I cut in half and fell down the thing. He's like, and he like got carried out with the, the trash to this trash planet that we were delivering our trash to. And now he's and a then spider. constructed himself spider legs. Yes. 
And and Dave Filoni was like, dude, that's that's absurd. And he's like, and then I like thought about it and I, I thought about all the stories we could tell with it. And I was like, you know what, George, that's a great idea. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like the death the Death Star, the second Death Star, it's pretty big. It's a pretty yeah. big ship. Yeah. And um him falling, he would have to fall to the core to where it exploded. That's right. I, that's and right. The, from what I saw and what I was reading about it, it would take it would be about a thirty minute fall. Okay. During that time, he could spend the time to really figure out, hey, how am I going to get out of this? He's as got the force. He you know, uh, yeah, he, exactly. could, he could like catch himself. Exactly. He's got the lightning fingers. Exactly. So yeah. he might be able to stop and catch himself and get to a place. They show an explosion pretty quickly, so maybe yeah, he do. just blew a hole in the wall and snuck out. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I didn't think about that. <laughs> what I hope is this movie starts off with 30 minutes of him falling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the, the opening it to like, Two Towers, um, like, Peter Jackson Two Towers, where it's like Gandalf is following with the ball yeah, rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, yes. follow, we do the he's, same scene, but we follow yeah. Palpatine off the side. Totally. <laughs> and he's just going like, man, I can't believe... I can't believe Darth Vader really. Yeah, uh, he's like like all he's like having musings. some real like. Uh, he's like, I thought we were closer than that. Introspective. <laughs> I thoughts. thought for like, sure I had him fully committed to the dark yeah. side. <laughs> Just totally didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, really, I was surprised. Yeah, yeah I, so, I've got nothing but jokes to add yeah. to this. Okay, um, I mean, we assume that's ahead. we assume that's indoor, mm-hmm. like the actual planet proper, not the moon right. of indoor. Right. Um, and this would be the, the first the, time back to indoor since. Yeah, totally. Right. The, well, it's the only time. Yeah, it's the only time we've well, ever to, been to, to the indoor. planet. Yeah, to planet yeah, yeah. indoor. Um, the uh, the other interesting thing I think is that if you look at um, some of the uh, art, the um, concept art, it? concept art for the Force Awakens. JJ wanted to do this originally in the Force Awakens. Go back to the Death mm-hmm. Star, just like there was there was uh, artwork for um, Vader's castle for the. Force oh Awakens. yeah, I remember yeah, that. That's true. And uh, so, like, he has like shots in the f- the concept art of like Ray swimming past the throne room, like it's all like underwater and stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, like, yes. I don't know what that means, other than like this has been rolling around in JJ's mind for a while, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, let's do it here. Um, yeah, I find it interesting that maybe he had this idea, and he, it's like he he couldn't make it work for Force Awakens. But then he's rolling around his eye. He's like, "Man, I could finish. The, like they they need somebody to finish the franchises. I could finish it and tell all of that Star Wars story that I wanted to tell with with Force Awakens. And maybe oh, yeah. we can get James Earl Jones to narrate it. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like that. Like that. What you said there. Like so, the original artwork um, for that. They, that's when they end up changing it to uh, her exploring an old uh, star, uh, an old uh, yeah, star uh, um, gotcha. destroyer, destroyer. Um, but yeah, like because like so. Surprised you didn't know that. With that, <laughs> going into a little theory and whatever, um, with the idea that um, underneath his uh, temple, like so, this is going into Snoke stuff also. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Snoke has a ring, uh, do you, I, and this is like a. Uh, what, I, mean, I, I had to write it down because I could not remember what it was. Um, where, what is it? It's, now he so, can't read his writing. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Snoke has this ring that was in the um, in the comic books was originally in Vader's castle, underneath Vader's castle, uh, and it has the uh, Mustafar uh, carvings on it. That's nice. fascinating. I did not know that. Yes, and those are the exact same, like the statues and all the artwork in uh, Palpatine's office. 
oh. uh, as the senator is all Mustafar stuff. Somewhere there, the rest of us look at, or I'm looking at you like you're a huge nerd. Uh, but somewhere there is a woman going, if I could get my hands on that I'll Brady Clifton. That. <laughs> and and I'm I could, here. I am here, ladies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, let's talk nerdy. Talk nerdy to me. Yeah, okay, go the, ahead. Uh, keep going. I have so a, it's a weird animals. place to keep a ring under a castle. Well, wasn't uh, Vader's castle, wasn't it built on top of like this like uh, um, dark side hotspot or something yes. like that? Yes. Yeah, so like that's where, where all, all the dark sides <laughs> went to hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for example, like he would go there oh. to power up um, <laughs> with the forest before he would um, go out on his mission. So, right before Rogue One, the significance of in Rogue One where he's in the hallway and he's wiping out the entirety of that uh, rebel squad, mm-hmm. um, he had just come from Mustafar. Yeah. From his like being powered up at that dark yeah. side spot. Yeah. Um, and then he never goes back there throughout the entirety of uh, the the original trilogy. And he goes, in fact, in in Return of the Jedi in, in Empire, he's in his little chamber there with his helmet off, and he's like, right. In and so he's essentially trying to like maintain his force powers, dark force power somehow that way. That's so. how they explain the fact that he's so awesome in that few moments <laughs> because 100%. I was, because Rogue One that was totally worth it for that last ten minute scene that oh, you're like totally. Yeah, like I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. Holy so crap. before we move on to talking about the title, I think that's the last thing we should talk about. Yeah. But uh, there's one more theory about Palpatine, and it involves spoiling the end of Rebels. Go ahead. So if you, that's fine. If our listeners don't want the end of Rebels spoiled, that's skip right. forward. Um, Go forward okay, a couple so, minutes. Uh, in the the final season of Rebels, um, there's a point in time in which Emperor Palpatine tries to get Ezra to pull him through. You can explain it better than I can. Yeah, so there's uh, Ezra goes into a, an old temple, which is predates the Jedi, um, with these force beings that are out there. One of them's light side, one of them's dark side, one of them's keeping those two in balance. You encounter them in, in, uh, in the Clone Wars, and Anakin actually kills the one in, that's keeping them in balance and like throws the entire universe into disarray. But anyway, that temple is uh, essentially suspended from time. Yeah. And so Ezra is walking around. He sees through and actually saves Ahsoka from dying in one one uh, scene. And that's how she's pulled forward into the future and is around during the original trilogy. Um, but uh, he also encounters Emperor Palpatine and uh, Emperor Palpatine tries to get Ezra to pull him into this this suspended time area and uh and ezra is able to like get away but not before being like shocked um with emperor palpatine's like the 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 electric fingers or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's a just an interesting little bit he doesn't actually get pulled in but the end of it emperor palpatine gives this look like okay well i'm gonna try to do that again um so it's a uh yeah it's it's a rather weird way that that time travel introduced itself into the uh Star Wars universe cuz um, we ha- we don't have any uh other than that mm-hmm. we haven't seen any type of time travel right right yeah right Not there's only all. and there's only there's one other time I can't remember if it's and I was reading about this I didn't actually see this it's either in a in a comic or in the book I think it was in the book I think it was in one of the aftermath books um, so there's another like uh, Sith Lord, and at some point he tries to convince he convinces Darth Vader to pull him through this a same kind of time portal. Yeah, yeah. On on Mustafar in Vader's castle, and then Vader ends up like just killing him because he ends up like like trying to uh, basically like 
kill Vader or something like that. So, like that same kind of time portal supposedly also mm-hmm. exists on Mustafar. Yeah. So the the, the the way that the time travel works is it's tied to a specific location, and like you have to it, the people who are you have to be pulled through from that specific location. So someone has to be like, oh, I'm in this temple, and I pull you through here. You can't just access the temple from anywhere. It has to be from a specific spot, which is right. fascinating. And so in Rebels, that that specific location was destroyed afterwards and so like that specific time portal doesn't exist anymore but that doesn't mean like you said like if there's one on mustafar that's absolutely in palpatine's control so Uh, yeah yeah uh how uh, how much do you guys wish you had the job to sit in a room with like 10 other guys and go (laughs) where are we gonna end this at there are a bunch of guys sitting around that love this as much as you guys do maybe (laughs) And, and and know as much as you guys do, maybe more. And they're Ho- just they, more. They I sit around more. more. Yeah, I hope more. Yeah. And they sit there and they go like, "Ah, you can find that ring underneath that castle, you know." <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that their board looks like you know just uh, all of these strings that are going across the room, yeah. and you know, it's yeah. like Charlie. Like, and the, I don't know if I think it's Charlie <laughs> flowers for Charlie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like uh, they're looking at this wall and go. I don't think I have an ending to this saga, but I think I know who the Zodiac Killer is now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One other thing I was going to say, kind of tying into that type of stuff, but also kind of tying into the reincarnation thing that I mentioned earlier. Um, Plagueis, uh, I'm more so telling these guys because they probably don't know. Uh, Plagueis dabbled again. Uh, (laughs) Loves the dabble and stuff. (laughs) Plagueis uh, (laughs) killed his master, and sure. I actually know this. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, he killed his master and... But why don't you out- say it again so Kaylee yes, can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Put it all so on So he's killing his master and learns how to manipulate uh, metachlorians to reincarnate and bring him back over and over and over. Um, and so that's one thing. Even in, I think, episode two, uh, Palpatine tells Anakin... That mm-hmm. how, how amazing Plagueis was that he could uh, create life. Yeah, he yeah. used that, uh, that because of uh, to Padme's cre- and his or his mom, right? Yeah, to right. create yeah. and Anakin. Padme. Yeah. So yes. yeah, like so, it makes me wonder if maybe he might know something about that. Maybe he might know more that than he's letting on, mm. or, or did let on, and maybe what he, if he what if he create what if okay, hang on, hang on, hang hold on. up, oh what here if, we go, hot back take. up, back hot up. take. Beep. <laughs> what if Palpatine created Ray in the same way that uh, I thought about that? Yeah, Plagueis created Anakin. There is that theory that's floating around yeah. that uh, that Ray is a Palpatine. Um, oh, dude, that'd and be it, so would, rad. it would be really interesting um, from a storytelling standpoint to have a uh, a Skywalker essentially, or or a good. Someone who is a, a a child of of you would assume like the, good force parents, right? And then going up against someone who's uh, a child of a not good force parents, and uh, there's no easy way to say that, it, so. John. Great job. There was know, no right? easy way to say that. You did <laughs> it's a great, great way. It's a good. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it simplifies it all. You know, yeah. everybody understands. There's also yeah. you. I mean, I I was thinking. I don't know. Maybe like the. The dark side and the light side. I don't know. <laughs> dark side parents and light side yes. parents. <laughs> and Brady's here to make us all feel like idiots. Um, um, 
the interesting thing like about it being the the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, let's talk about the name. It's it, lots of people are saying, "Oh, that's like confirmation, Ray Skywalker." And and or there's lots of people who are saying like, "Oh, confirmation, it's he's going to come back. Uh Luke is going to come back." Or, "Oh, that's absolutely got to be uh Leia or whatever." Um and you had an interesting theory about what that could actually be. I, mean, I don't know if you've heard it from someone what did I about say? how it could oh. be a, a a title rather than it actually being a, a relating to a person. Yeah, I don't know, that wasn't my theory. That was something uh, that I uh, I heard. But yeah, like what I mean, Disclaim, I don't know. Claim, I don't know what, don't know what it means. Disclaim it for yourself. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's my idea. I came up with it. Um, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, what if the what if a Skywalker has like it means something else now? Like now that like that line lineage is man. I mean, I don't know. Like it it could mean a multitude of things. I mean, there's plenty of people left who are Skywalkers, quote unquote. But I don't know. Like, what if what if it is a mantle to like. Uh, aspire to yeah rather than maybe like rather than being jedi knight or it's like oh it's now you're, you're a, a skywalker, skywalker. Oh, it's, okay. it, it's fascinating or a jedi skywalker or whatever like it's it's a uh, just an interesting take on it i don't know what do you guys think that's interesting like the the idea of rising to the level of instead of like master jedi it's like master skywalker or a, mm. Je- a sky a jedi skywalker type thing that's that's super cool because like the the strongest Jedi's and strongest force wielders are all Skywalkers. Mm. Um, That's true. It's true. So, like that could be I me. Mean, like the idea of like being so in tune with the Force is to be on a Skywalker level. Hmm? Do you think who? This is who do you think Ray's parents are? That that oh my god! That's still I have wow. no idea. That's that. But I'll be so mad if they don't ever say anything like that. And JJ's like, ah, I got you again. <laughs> no, Ryan it. Johnson very much. Uh, he alluded to it, but Ryan uh, Johnson's an idiot. Yeah, I'm, and, and I don't. <laughs> I I feel like you can easily be like, well, Kyla was just lying to her. Yeah, right. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's what even, I was even Ryan say. Johnson in interviews, people have asked him, hey, what you know. How do you feel about Ray's parentage? And he's like, he's like, yeah, they can do whatever they want with it. He's like, you know, it's like so basic, stupid. Man. Basically, said they can walk back <laughs> that back if they want. He's like, because honestly, he's like, because Kylo, he's like, is such such a, in that moment is trying to read her mind, and 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 he makes her tell him who she thinks they are, and right. then he goes off of that and isolates her, and so it's it's easily that he was trying to manipulate her and just lied. Right. Um, yeah, or true. told her what she thought, like what the worst possible thing is, um, which I think Ryan Johnson said at the time. He's like, the reason that he chose that was because it would be hard for the hardest possible answer for Ray as a character, as well as for audiences. And uh, and so he chose to do go that route with it. Yeah. I, as far as Skywalker goes, I I I understand what you're saying. But I guess I just don't think that's going to be it. The, oh, it might not be. Yeah, I I think that's one of the harder. I think uh, Kylo Ren is it. either they're going to redeem him, even though oh, I don't dude. necessarily want that to happen. No, I don't think that'll be it. Agreed. Because I, I he is a dude. Sky- if they re- if they like, re- I'm going to walk out like it, no, because <laughs> he. I, I, I really because he don't is. want them to like try to redeem him. They tried to do it in Last Jedi, and then they like flipped that. It's like we've already played that card. Yeah. Uh, that that's a he's the only Skywalker that we know of left, right? Yeah, right. Leia. Um, the thing and that, Leia, yeah, I guess right. Leia. But it's yeah, I'm pretty sure she dies in this. 
Like it's the I only think other it's thing, kind of alluded to in the panel, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah. that they're like, eh, it's it was like like they're just gonna kind of finish her off because in memory of her uh, passing or anything, kind yeah. of like do that along with it and everything. Let her like, I mean, it would make sense because in uh, the first one they got rid of Han. Right. Uh, second one they get uh, rid of Luke, and then this yeah. one they would get rid of. Um, yeah. I've always uh, thought Leia. that was a terrible idea. Like, huh? why did we do that? I know. Oh, yeah. But then also that once again, we're going to have Chewie just sitting there twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> he <laughs> he's, he's wandering around like he was at the end of uh, Force Awakens whenever uh, <laughs> whenever Ray was yeah. uh, hugging Leia. He was yeah. just in the background. <laughs> just hanging out there. <laughs> she just kinda, she just, it's, that, like, it's like clearly like Chewie was Han's best friend. Like, I don't know. He's the one that would be hugging right. Leia yeah. at that point. They, I don't know. Leia and Chewie clearly have a past. But sure. they walk by each other, don't even acknowledge each other, and then she goes, hugs a random person she's never met, <laughs> and cries with right. her. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's one, it's one the of those oversights where it's like, oh, oops, we didn't mean to make that yeah. happen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The end of this movie will be uh, a, just a single shot of Chewbacca with with two of those medals on. He's the one who's killing them all. He goes, yeah. Luke, who's got the medals now, <laughs> boys? And he's got the, the glowing ball from episode one that the boss yes. Nas yeah. got. You know? he's, he's got that too. He's like, yeah. At the end, you just see him captured and chained and he's back at the bottom of that mud pit fighting oh, again. Man. Oh, man. That'd be the worst. Uh, That's like a Game of Thrones ending right there. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that Ray's parents are are probably Obi Wan's, uh, some somewhere connected Obi Wan. I've always kind of that would that. be awesome. Yeah, I, I thought that would be kind of a cool throwback. That's to me, that's like a perfect throwback to like I don't know just how <laughs> interlinked everything is. It would make sense then why we heard Obi Wan's voice when she touched that lightsaber. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. I've always thought since that moment I thought uh it's if it's not if she's not a Skywalker she's she's got to be Obi-Wan. It's got to yeah. be his granddaughter or something mm-hmm. like that. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um my thought on it was like the idea if it's a play on words in the sense of more of a the uh the rise the ascension of Skywalkers and like the the, oh, the passing man. of Right. And like uh, and then like the leaving type thing like it's the end because it mm. is it's the end of this whole franchise of yeah the, mm-hmm. uh, in the Star Wars in the Skywalker name so I I thought maybe that was just like the ascension of it it's like putting it uh, like releasing almost so. in closing do you do you think you can come up with a better name right now I I actually really like the name you like rises of of the Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I feel the like, Rise. I don't know. I feel like... It, T-Ross. Be, so I think, like, I had more of a... I saw it in the <laughs> moment. I don't know, if Brady, if you saw it in the moment. But, like, whenever they, in the trailer, when they hit you with Palpatine and you see the Death Star and you're thinking Palpatine, you're thinking Death Star, and you're, th- like, thinking about that, and then all of a sudden they pull in Skywalker. It's just like a one-two punch. It's like, holy mm-hmm. crap, the Palpatine's back. And then... Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, what does that mean? You know, like yeah. that was such a like a cool moment. I shouldn't have texted John the name before I sent him the the uh the trailer. That's true. I, 
but also like I think like it plays it plays pretty well whenever you think about like his dialogue like Luke is saying like no one's ever really gone right before the laugh and right, so like you right. have this like hopeful moment of like oh man Luke's not really gone and then you yeah. have Papatane and then the Death Star thing and that they're standing in front of and then you have the the title so I think it it works um Again, I the only thing the only issue that I might have with it is the fact that it's literally just like a proper proper noun like hey this is about this. Um Right. But then again, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi both had double meanings. Yeah. And so the, I guarantee that this we won't really know what this really means yeah. until the end of the movie. So, so. I'm going to I'm going to burst your bubble here for a second though too. So someone asked Kathleen Kennedy, so what was the what does the rise of the Skywalker mean? She's like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean anything." It's just like, uh, 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 that sucks. Oh man, how in the world? Like, this is the person, this is why, this is how, uh, Ryan Johnson got hired. Man, yes, exactly. I mean, I feel like it, they probably said, like, oh, that's a cool name. We're going to use that. And then JJ's like, I'm going to put meaning behind that. Yes. Because, like, there's no way he wouldn't use that, like, in some form. With it being, like, the final title of this whole series, this saga. That he's gonna be like, no, there's gonna be meaning behind it. Yeah, and I guess like you think about the Force Awakens, it's like we did, other than that, the first teaser, like we really didn't talk about like what that actually was. Like, what was the Force Awakening? Like, when did that happen didn't exactly? They say there was, a, there's been an awakening. Yeah, I mean, he did, but like, I mean, we don't know when it happened. We don't know like what he was talking about exactly. Was he talking about Ray? Was he talking about true? It's we. It's just ambiguous. Uh, Last Jedi is pretty ambiguous as well. Because you're like, oh, is it the last Jedi Luke there? Is it Ray? Is it is it Leia? Because tech- you know, I don't know. Like, you know, there's lots of people that are are potentially there that have Force abilities, but are they technically Jedi? Um, and so now we have the rise of Skywalker. So it's like, oh, this is, it could just be this, this ambiguous thing. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. We got we got. It started off with uh, um, what's episode one. Phantom Menace. Menace. Then we got Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, um, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Revenge Revenge of the the Sith. Sith. Uh, Then we have A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. Force Awakens. And The Last Jedi. This seems like there's... They should have... There's an order there. And it almost seems like if this is the last that they were saying it's like the final something, like the or the mm. end of something, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what that thing is, obviously, because I don't know the mm-hmm. story. But but that would have been to me. This this doesn't the rise of Skywalker doesn't tell me it's the end. Hmm. It makes me think, ah, uh, and then maybe they're maybe they're lying to us. Maybe they go, they could uh, be. It's possible. Maybe this is yeah. the beginning of what was the end of of. Uh, I literally watched the Last Jedi one time, or maybe twice. So, so I probably should go back and watch it. But the fact that, like, didn't they end with uh, a little kid like using the Force? Yeah, he like grabbed his broom from the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I that forgot was, about that. Yeah, I, I feel like that, that was that was Ryan like that was Ryan being like, "Hey, everybody's force users." <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's yeah. <laughs> we're all kind of believing yourself. Know. What if Je- what if after the rise of Skywalker, they make an announcement? Uh, we are scrubbing Last Jedi from the canon. <laughs> we started over. 
Like this is actually a replacement for the last. This yeah. is actually the new episode eight, and we'll give you a nine, and that'll actually be the end. If at the very end it says like Star Wars Episode Eight, I'd blow my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm all right with that. I'm kind of cool. That's all right. He's like, this is what we really wanted to do. <laughs> or or I mean, I don't know. I think if they were going to do that, they'd uh, they would have scrubbed Jar Jar from uh, from the entire thing. Yeah. No way. No way. Okay, so I'm excited about this. I'm so we excited gotta about wrap this. this up. Well, we, they, we gotta pause now. Okay. Have you guys heard the theory of Jar Jar being Sith? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Darth, Darth oh, yeah. Jar Jar. Of course, yeah. that was one of the, one of the most like, f- like that was the, one of the funniest reads that I've had as far as Star Wars theories go. Oh yeah. my gosh, I wish that would have been amazing. I would have loved that. Like if the, would, that's the, but if they would have actually gone through with that type of an idea. I mean, yeah, if, if you uh, if you just remove Palpatine's laugh and just insert Jar Jar Binks, I was literally <laughs> gonna say that. Would you be mad if it would have been him laugh- going, "Ah, uh, Misa hasn't seen you in a long time"? Or oh something my like gosh. That? Oh, dude, I would have. I yeah, I'm out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you'd still go see it. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I mean, I'd have to. <laughs> right, obviously. Just to make sure, like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not gonna do that. You got not gonna do that. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think that's pretty good. I had a question yeah. about you, like, say, just tag in on on the end of this uh, whole thing. Um, what are your guys' thoughts and anticipations for uh, the Mandalorian? And do you oh, have any single women that Brady could take out on a date? Uh, both of those. No, I need you to both. I have an answer for, for the first. I don't. I don't have anything for the second. I'm sorry. Um, oh but, dang it, man! But, I'm, I was yeah. actually more excited about the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Mandalorian, dude. It looks awesome. It look. I feel like it looks more like classic Star Wars, like original trilogy kind of stuff yeah. than anything we've seen up to this point. Even more than Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I know and nothing fact- about that except for John Favreau. Yeah, he's directing it. And, John Favreau. I, I'm just kind of going completely clueless until that comes out. Yeah, and and Dave Filoni is playing a big role, um, yep. and he's he guided you know Clone Wars and Rebels, and like I tr- dude, I if they just give the whole franchise over to Dave Filoni, I'd be like cool. Um, I just I love what he the way he thinks and what he what he does with Star Wars. I, I mean, he's one of the few people that has like sat with George and George essentially like asked him all of these things about Clone Wars and like drilled him on it, brought like basically was mentored by George Lucas. So it's like, of all of the things that are Star Wars, the things that Dave Filoni has done with uh, Rebels and and certain episodes of Clone Wars, like those are some of the most Star Wars things that I've I've watched. So anyway. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm excited for Mandalorian. Super pumped. Based on the uh, little bit I've seen, did you guys watch the... uh, teaser trailer kind of thing for it where yeah. Like oh, yeah. John Favreau is kind of talking about the stuff and they kind of show stuff. It looks good. I'm pretty stoked oh, about it. Like it Me too, looks dude. looks beautiful. I love the way that they're doing it. I'm not bummed at all that I'm going to have to get uh Disney uh plus <laughs> plus just for that. <laughs> yeah. Everything. I mean, I'm a huge I mean, if Disney they turn that already. service into basically just like, "Oh, here, subscribe to this and you're subscribed to all the Star Wars things." I'm yeah. okay. I'm you like, know? absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, nice. you get all the Star Wars, you're going to have all the Marvel, then all the cartoons that I loved and everything. So I'm like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yep. If yeah. the boy who could fly is on there, then I'm in. <laughs> You guys it might be. I mean, they've got like what? What is it? Like five hundred different know. movies or That's something like that. Said. So anyway, it seems insane. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. Well, they just bought I, Fox too, so all the Fox stuff could be on. Yeah, there. true, true. So that'd be great. All right, guys. Well, you've met, we've hit the halfway point. On the second point, we're going to talk about uh, Avengers <laughs> Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hey, guys, it's been our pleasure to be on your podcast, and thank you for being on ours. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's been fun, man. This is awesome. Thank you for yeah. enlightening me, and and. Now I get to go home because my I always let my sons watch the trailers, but I was like, man, if you ruin this for me, you will be grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, th- and thank you for uh, for being on our show as well. Thanks. Everyone should go listen to the Movie Brothers podcast. That's right. And vice and, versa. Uh, well, yeah, don't go listen to Stay on Target podcast. That's fine. Okay, yeah. No, that's literally, you guys are who I go to. Whenever I want, uh, when it's especially if it's something video game related or comic book related or uh, movie related that I don't <laughs> that I, that I feel like I need a second opinion on this, I go listen oh, to your thanks, guys' man. podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, that. thanks, That's dude. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it, dude. All right, so that was uh, <laughs> that was a very long winded discussion about a trailer for sure. Longer, th- longer discussion about a trailer than I've ever had before. A two minute trailer, you yeah. Know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if it's truly the end of the Star Wars franchise as we know it, it's uh, it deserves it. That's right, I think. So thank you to the Movie Brothers for being on the podcast, and uh, go check them out if you want some more movie reviews and liked what you heard. Follow us at uh, Movie Brothers at Movie Brothers Podcast and uh, Josh Clifton Art, uh, Brady Ravenhill, Kalen Orr. Yeah, that's with two R's. Oh, that's yep. with 45 R's at the end of four. You're going to have to like, like, double hands. Like, tapping with both, both index fingers. Yeah. 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 The yeah. faster you can do it, the better. Uh, and that's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. It's like, I wish I could change my phone number to two. It's like, two, 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 two. He's like, what's your phone number, Mitch? Just hit two for a while. When I have answered, you've hit it enough. <laughs> <laughs> You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. What are we talking about next week? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Is it Avengers? Hang on. Yes, it is Avengers. Yeah. Avengers comes out a week from today. It's the biggest one, man. Oh my gosh, I'm so hyped. Biggest... How did I forget that? I don't know. That's oh a my good goodness. question. Dude, it's going to be amazing. It's probably going to be a two-hour podcast. I mean, you would, you would think yeah. it's going to be pretty long. Fultron will be here. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.